big news. I have some important news for you. Interesting news. It's Blake and Aaron's Spilling the Tea with Sandy. K-Man's top news headlines of the day from CMR. Brought to you by J. Michael Fashion for Everyone. Happy Friday, Sandy. Hello. Good morning, Blake and Aaron. Happy Friday. How are you guys doing? We are good. Happy Friday. What do you got for us this morning? Awesome. So yesterday, I think a lot of people might have heard about this incident. There was a bit of chaos at the airport. Yes, I was going to ask yeah, you about I that. I saw the yeah, it was pretty crazy. What happened? So um, basically, there was a flight situation in Jamaica where a flight from Charlotte to Montego Bay was forced to divert to Grand Cayman. Because of, the, of a runway closure or something? Yes. Yeah. So the runway at the um, Sangster International Airport, Montego Bay, was closed. Why was it closed? Do we know why? Um, yes, that was another story. Uh, okay. Let me just double check that one. So we got Sandy on the case. <laughs> I know. Was there, uh, wait, 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 guess. Was there so a lizard, lizard on the runway? <laughs> no, there were issues no. with equipment during um, the runway extension work overnight. And so that meant that flights were canceled. Oh, wow. Wouldn't and they, they know that before they took off? I, you know. That's a pretty good question. Huh. <laughs> so, um, yeah, people flying into Montego Bay, at least six aircrafts were diverted um, from Montego Bay to Kingston. And then obviously one was diverted here. Um, and then there was like a trickle on effect. But apparently human error, someone, and we're going to suss out who that someone is, who's responsible this morning, um, allowed passengers to mix departures and arrivals mm-hmm. The people who came off that plane, and that's a big no-no. Because they deplaned, yes, the American Airlines plane. Yeah. So, but where would they go? Like that? Apparently, there was a specific area that they were supposed to go in, like a holding area, like in the departure and, lounge. Yeah, and someone put them in the wrong area. <laughs> so, uh, as a result of that, uh huh, everybody had to be <laughs> screened, wow. and everybody had to. Yeah, it was. But, just I, I, but why? I don't understand why you had to be rescreened. Th- those passengers were already screened. It's and just FAA security rules. That seems weird. So, yeah. I don't know. It's not like their luggage came off the plane. They were just, I mean, you know what flight you're you're on. All those that were going to Jamaica, let's go, get, uh, you know, gate number yeah, two. Yeah, it's just not, it's not permitted. Hmm. It's part of it. You know, there's a whole list of rules that we have to follow in terms of aviation. So that must be yeah. rule number 5.21Z. <laughs> I have so many questions. Yeah. <laughs> to the f- fifth power. By the way, <laughs> if you were diverted to, I mean, no offense, but if you're, if you diverted to Kingston instead of Montego Bay, a little bit of a disappointment in the va- vacation. Wow. They're a little yeah, different. Yeah. 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 You'd have to Just get have some- Rent to get someone to drive that is a you long all the way. Drive. No, I know. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I know. It is. Yes, we did it. How long is that drive? It's probably like eight hours. Or no, something. no it's probably like long. more like three, four hours. Yeah, right, four it's hours. not that long because they That's have because they have that cut through. Yeah, no. It, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. We and depending what route you take and what roads, it's not going to yeah. be the the best drive either. No, it was fine. It was perfect. I mean, I was. Don't you remember yeah. here in in Cayman? I hate to tell you, but we're we're on time. That's fine. You want to go? Yeah, I, I got to hit that that intro in about 20 it, seconds. But anyway, does. that was the big story yesterday. We're going to break it down this morning. Okay. Uh, one quick thing. Government says that they've got a surplus for the second quarter as expenses increase, however. Hmm. All right. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday. So long. All right. Bigger. Bigger. Better. Better. Bolder. Bolder. 
The Cold Hard Truth is taking talk to the next level. Right here on Bobo 89.1 FM, Cayman's Community Radio. We are still spilling the tea and committed to being part of the change that Cayman so desperately needs. Join Sandy Hill weekdays from 7.30 a.m. for Premier Access, Cayman Voices, Truthful Thursdays, and much more. Cayman's number one talk show is now bigger, bigger, better, better, bolder, bolder, and more than talk. Getting results with hot topics, consumer reports, court exposés, and more. I've come to set the record I've come to shine the light on you Let me introduce myself I am the cold hard truth Now, from the CMR studio in Grand Cayman Live, direct, it's the cold hard truth Now, now, join the conversation on 345-936 2626. That number again is 345 936 2626. All right, good morning, folks. Happy Friday. How is everybody doing? Hello. Buenos dias, bonjour, good morning, wagwan. Welcome to the Cool Hard Truth, another edition. Man, we're just breezing right through this year. Can you believe it is already August the 11th? Oh my God. So next week, Friday, is my birthday. So uh, we're going to be having some birthday cake around here. We're going to be partying like it's 1973. Ha ha, why not? All right, good folks. I don't know, I don't have anything planned for my birthday. Like, oh, this is going to be, this this birthday is going to be a little bit of a letdown because I really have not, I don't know. My birthday mojo seems to be missing. Um, But you know what? Just so thankful to be sliding into it. Good morning, everyone. Diamond Princess is in the house. Irvlin is here. Good morning to Olivia. Hello, Keisha. Everton, wishing everybody happy Friday. Dean, hello, Miss Dean. Miss Iva is here, says TGF, each and every one. Please be safe on the road of the three islands this weekend. Yes. Miss Vernita, we've got Miss Ethel. Patricia Blake is in the house, wishing everybody a good weekend. Janetta is here. Hey, girl, how you doing? She says, TGIF. Miss Stephanie, Brooks in the house. Felicia, Paul. Paul, I need you to um, email me that, that electric bill. I wanted to look at some of the finer details. I couldn't really see it based on what you sent me. Strong Will. Wilt, hello. How are you? Says one love. Yasmin is here. Andrea. Hello, Andrea. She says it's Friday. I know. Y'all get a little bit extra excited about Fridays. Why not? Some of you actually don't work on a Friday on the weekend, so that's always nice. Um, I'm going to take some of my pills here this morning for my 
this little flu that caught me. Um, you know, it's just lingering with the congestion, especially in the mornings and stuff. Other than that, it really hasn't been too bad. I must say I'm, I'm thankful it could have been way worse. So, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Miss Darlene, hello. How are you? So I'm going to get my mammogram today, ladies and gents. Remember, um, get your mammograms. Prioritize things like that. And I do have to make an appointment. Oh, Lord, this is one I'm not really looking for, but I feel like I just need to bite the bullet and get it done. Um, now the recommended age is, is I think 45, they've lowered it from 50, but you know, there's certain, you know, exams and tests and so on that they recommend at a particular age. So I do have to go in and get my, um, what's that one called? Uh, colon, colonoscopy. Uh, Yes. Okay. I'm going to buckle down the next month or so. I'm going to schedule it and I'm going to get it done. So today's mammogram day. Um, I'll go to Health City and get that done. Dr. Pooja, I love her. She's awesome. And then we'll do a phone consult tomorrow. Hopefully nothing to worry about. I'll keep you guys updated, of course. Um, you know, I think women always worry around mammogram times. But it's you, you get it done. And um, many of you will know that I had a sister who actually had breast cancer. And then she was in remission for about 10 years. And then her cancer returned in the bone, which is, that's a death sentence normally. So uh, you take these things seriously. I have tested for the um, gene mutation, the BRCA1 and whatever. Thankfully, nothing there. Um, but, you know, most, most instances of cancers, there's not really a familial history. So you can't go off of that. That's actually very uncommon. So you've got to know that there are other risk factors, um, you know, but the best thing to do is just get tested. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Everton. Miss Sandy, Miss Ethel, sorry. Miss Sandy, my sister, Flora Solomon is celebrating her birthday today. Yay. Please send a shout out to her, please, for me. Oh, happy birthday, Flora. Wonderful. First lady, good morning to you. Sandy is in the house. Hey, Sandy. Miss Merle is here. So good to see you. Debbie is here. Good morning, Debbie. Richard Parson. Yes. Aliano. Marshall. Olive. Wee Wee. And lots more. So we were going to have a lady coming on this morning um, who's a domestic abuse survivor. But. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's got young children. And one of her kids uh, was not well last night. So we rescheduled her for um, Monday. So do tune in on Monday. You're going to be, I think, very, very interested to know of her connection and who she says is her abuser. Professional man, honey child. Mm -hmm. What a hot mess. Donique, happy Friday. Um, you know, I try to invite victims on to, in their own words, tell us about their experiences because I feel like uh, they're the best ones to tell their story. Right? I can only tell it 
up to like a point, I feel like. They can tell you all the ins and outs. They can answer your questions. She's got photos. She's going to be showing us how this man was beating and bruising her up. And uh, yeah, not, not pretty at all. So we'll get to the bottom of that one some kind of way. Mm -mm. What a thing, I tell you. Mm. I've been having some issues with my email as of late. Um, I don't know what's going on. Huh. So one email in particular keeps coming in as spam, although it's not. And I keep telling my, my email server, it's not spam. Give me my messages. And every single time the person sends an email, it still comes back in. I think I need to message like tech support. But outside of that, there's been something else really, really weird um, going on with my emails in any event. So I will see if tech support can assist me. All right. So listen, seems like there was a bit of chaos yesterday at the airport. Let's talk about it and see if we can't break it down. The Civil Aviation Authority um, issued a statement. We'll read their statement and see exactly what they had to say about it. And then I'm going to tell you what I actually know has transpired. Uh -uh. Somebody's to blame. And then, you know, they're trying to investigate to see if they're really to blame. Uh -huh. So, you know, as airports go, uh, they're not the simplest thing in the world to follow. Uh, there's a lot of protocols that are in place that one has to adhere to. Um, uh, although I've told uh, the webmail. Uh-huh. How can I prevent this? Um, uh, okay. So, um, yes. Uh, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Person continue. All right. Okay. Good morning. Okay. So, um, I was, I told you yesterday, I had to go to the dentist. It was a long appointment. OMG. It's like, what? An hour? And at one point, I was like, can I get a bathroom break? I really have to go to the bathroom. I think even Dr. Ironstone, you know, this man's like in his 80s. Shall even him needed a break. He's like, yeah, take a bathroom break. And then he went and took one too, probably. <laughs> hmm. Anyway, I was in the chair and he's like, turn your phone off, set your phone here. We can't have any interruptions because you know, he's like really hyper-focused and he just wants me to sit there and relax. He numbed me very, very well, I must say. Thank you, Dr. Ironstone. He makes sure, let's make sure we get a lot of lidocaine. Are they still using lidocaine? Is that what they still use to numb you? Anyway, is it lidocaine? I think that's what they use, liquid lidocaine or whatever. Anyway, he had me well numbed up 
And at one point during the procedure, he had to renumb. Now, you know, it's a long, it's a long haul when they had to start renumbing you. Ooh, yeah. Anyway, I was there in the chair. And when I took my little bathroom break, I said, oh, let me sneak up, look at my phone. I saw these messages coming in. Sandy, what's going on? There's chaos at the airport. This and that. I was like, uh-uh. We have a video. We're going to play a little video snippet here. And uh, I was like, oh, Lord, what's happening? I don't, I don't know what's going on. So anyway, I posted it. I just copied and posted it. I think a lot of you were saying the text didn't make any sense. Well, listen, I was numbed up, half sleeping, you know, half whatever. And so I didn't really read it from the perspective of, like, I needed to fix anything. I was like, just copy and paste. And then um, I would, I put up the video because the person sent the video. So I said, well, if the text doesn't make any sense, hopefully the video does. I think y'all were confused. Y'all like, Sandy, I don't know what the hell this, this video or text are saying. I'll show you the video and then we're going to talk about it. Morning to Julian. Um, Joseph, morning. Nathan is in the house. Tracy says, don't be afraid to fail. Be afraid of never trying. Get out there and make your dreams a reality. Ah, positive Friday messages. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. So check out this video. They have emptied the departure lounge for every single airline. Uh-huh. JetBlue, Cayman Airways, American Airlines. They've emptied all of it so that we can re-screen through security because someone didn't do their job. What a hot mess. Somebody didn't do their job, honey child. Well, I'll tell y'all what we know about that. So um, it's so interesting because when I posted the video, um, after I got out of the, the, when I finally finished my dental appointment, somebody messaged and they're like, Sandy, I'm still confused about what's going on. And I'm like, well, what's, what's the confusion? Now, Renee bless her little heart. She's on top of things. She was working on a story about the Montego Bay airport, which I didn't even know, you know, she's, she's well seasoned now. So she knows what CMR, there's certain things that impact us. Um, normally what happens in Jamaica has a trickle down effect and it can be really, really fast. And so I said to her, I need to get a better picture of the Montego Bay, um, that airport photo. Anybody in Montego Bay, take a nice picture of the Sangster International Airport and send it to me. This one always looks pixelated. You know, and I was just there last month in June. I could have taken one myself, I suppose. But anyway. Um, so, yes. Uh, <laughs> I saw her story and I'm thinking, wait a minute. Something's going on at the Montego Bay Airport. They're, the runway is closed. So does that have some impact on what's happening here? Sure enough. It certainly did. So here's what happened. So Montego Bay had their issues. Apparently some piece of equipment, they're doing some runway extension work overnight. And there was an issue with a piece of equipment. And so that then impacted flights like from Atlanta and all over. Um, There was at least six aircrafts that had to be diverted from Montego Bay to Kingston, right? Uh, so there was a quote saying that they were coming to Montego Bay, but they couldn't come here. They had to be diverted to Kingston and some of them will not come to Montego Bay. They will just leave from Kingston. 
And some of them may opt to wait it out and come over to Montego Bay when it opens up. So I guess it depends on where they were going from Montego Bay. Uh, you know, if they were staying in the area, the resorts and stuff on that side of the island, then maybe they just decided to drive over. I'm not really, really sure how they might have sorted that out. So, um, you know, Norman Manley International Airport. Remember, there's a story about how things came to a standstill there after there was a power outage that was just, what was that, a week ago? Uh, two weeks ago. So they had issues. So let's just say that, you know, the airports in Jamaica have been having little glitches lately. So people started to message, like, what's going on at the airport? It's total chaos. There are people coming in at American Airlines. They were having issues. Their people was messaging me, like, Sandy, what on earth is going on? I'm like, oh, Lord, let me see. As it turns out, one of the flights um, that was coming from um, Charlotte, that's uh, the USA, Charlotte's where North Carolina, uh, they were diverted. So somebody was saying, oh, they were going to Miami and um, they were not going to Jamaica. Well, they were actually, the, the flight was heading to Jamaica, right? So there's a flight from Charlotte to, Monte to Montego Bay, and that was forced to divert to Grand Cayman. Now, I don't know how long is the flight from Charlotte. I don't know what kind of plane this was. I don't know, you know, what their fuel load or why why they'd have to divert if they couldn't make it into Kingston, if Kin Kingston couldn't take them, because I guess that would be the next potential um, diversion for them. So I don't really know what caused them to have to um, come to Grand Cayman, but these things happen, you know, flight safety and the flight rules, everything from, you know, your crew can't be flying for a certain amount of hours. They need rest. They need this. They need that. Or passengers can't be on a flight for a certain amount of hours. Remember what happened with that other airline the other day? Uh, they're going to be in big trouble with the FAA now, you know, so Everybody is kind of conscious who's in the airline business of the rules surrounding um, flying, aviation, uh, security when it relates to the airports and so on. Well, somebody didn't quite get the memo. And, uh, you know, they kind of missed, they kind of missed the boat. So this flight comes in. My sources say, that what really happened is that customs, they're blaming customs. Customs said, hold up, we need to investigate first and then we'll tell you if we're gonna accept responsibility for this. So they're not accepting responsibility yet, but my sources say, oh, it was customs, all right. I don't know who in customs, but someone in customs made the decision to um, this, this diverted plane that came in to take those passengers and Unfortunately, they mixed them with other passengers that were already at the airport who already had cleared security. And that isn't permitted to happen. So they were supposed to take them like in a separate area that was like, you know, no contact with anybody else. It would have been fine. And then somebody apparently made the mistake of just taking them into an area they already had cleared passengers. And I'm assuming there must be some aviation rule that the two cannot mix. 
And so then what ended up happening as a result of that is everybody in the airport, I guess they just took them to the general um, departure area. So everyone in the airport had to be rescreened. Now, listen, you know how busy an airport is on a Friday? Lord, people going all over the place. Uh, yeah, not good. And so as a result, everybody had to go back through security. And some people were so bad that they uh, they were so upset that they ended up going back. I think um, people who were coming here for some work conference or training or something, they were actually going to be returning. They weren't even going on to their final destination. So it really caused a bit of a, a hiccup uh, yesterday. And, um, you know, people were not particularly happy with the situation. Let's read what the um, Cayman Islands Airports Authority said. I was confused them. They, they, somebody needs to change their name. There's Civil Aviation Authority. And then there's the, what's this one called? Cayman Islands Airports Authority. Somebody should change their name. Like their name is too close. And especially since they practically kind of do the same thing, but not really. <laughs> so here's a letter. They issued a press statement yesterday. By then we already had our story up. And to be honest, their statement didn't really add anything further to what we had. So we're like, yeah, okay. But uh, let's read what they actually did say. Hold on one second, honey, chill. Um, let's see. Yeah, okay. I got to open. This is so small. The text is so small. Let me open it up again. Hold on. All right. So here's what they said. Security incident at uh, Grand Cayman Airport. Oh, you guys hear my sinuses now. Uh, the Cayman Islands Airport Authority. That's the CIAA which operates the Owen Roberts International Airport on Grand Cayman and the Charles, Charles Kirk Colonel Airport on Cayman Brack experienced a security incident today, August the 10th, that occurred at the Owen Roberts International Airport. Okay. Um, they go on to say the security incident occurred when an airline was diverted to Grand Cayman due to the temporary closure of the runway in Montego Bay. All right, we know all that already. All diversion procedures were followed by airport, airline, and CBC officials and the 176 passengers on board were directed to a holding area inside the departure hall to wait for their instructions on continuing their journey. The wait time was expected to be approximately three and a half hours, during which time some passengers ventured out of the holding area and mixed with other outgoing passengers in the departure hall, thus creating a security concern. Out of an abundance of caution and to maintain regulatory requirements, all passengers and personnel inside the departure hall were required to exit and be rescreened at the security checkpoint to ensure that the integrity of the airport's sorry to ensure the integrity of the airport's security protocols. CIAA uh, officials said that the safety and security of our passengers is our top priority. Upon the detection of the incident, our trained security personnel acted swiftly to contain the situation and initiate the necessary security procedures. The incident, which affected four airlines, was quickly resolved with an average departure delay of 40 minutes. Now they say that we're conducting a thorough investigation to understand the circumstances that led to this occurrence and are collaborating closely with the airport partners and CBC officials. 
The CIAA understands that the rescreening process caused inconvenience to the passengers and sincerely apologize for any disruption to your travel plans. However, these measures are vital to maintain the highest level of uh, safety for everyone traveling through the airport. And then it goes on to say the CIA remains committed to upholding the highest standards and security of security and safety at Oria and will continue to work diligently along with airport partners to prevent such incidents in the future and appreciates the corporation and understanding of its passengers during this time and extends its gratitude to the public and passengers for their ongoing support and patience as they address this matter. Yeah. All right. That's the official response. The unofficial response is um, uh, CBC is being blamed for allowing this to happen. So, um, uh, I guess we'll have to wait until these so-called official reports. Uh, it's a real inconvenience to be quite frank when you have to, um, deal with this sort of thing when you travel. Listen, traveling is not fun anymore. The day, the the days are long gone when traveling was like, even your kids enjoy traveling. It was an adventure. Um, you know, it was like, oh yeah, let's, let's go travel. Let's take a trip. It's going to be so much fun. Now traveling is a real pain in the rear end. Uh, you hate to have to take off your shoes and your belt and empty your pockets and do this and do that. You do it because you have no other choice, but to get to your destination, you have to get on a plane. Um, you know, (laughs) but you know, I, I don't know. Um, so when you have something like this happens, uh, it is, really not just a mere inconvenience. Uh, It's a bit of a pain in the rear end, you know, and especially when it happened because somebody just kind of made a mistake. Mistakes happen. We have to admit we're all human beings. So these things will happen. Um, How someone did not know. I mean, this, this press release actually kind of makes it sound like the passengers were at fault for wandering off. But passengers who are in a contained area should never have the opportunity to wander off at all. So then the question becomes, well, who was responsible for ensuring that they stayed in a particular area? Again, my unofficial sources says customs, um, CBC. So we'll wait for the um, official reports. CBC will do their investigation. Uh, CIAA will do their investigation. And knowing them, they'll never even release it to us because... You know, you have to chase reports from these agencies. Um, after an incident like this happens, they never really tell you what the final outcome of the situation is. All's well that ends well. Everybody's safe. Let's move on. I don't know what else to say. Um, you know, people were delayed. It said on average uh, 40 flights. I wonder how many people we're looking at. Because um, if there were 176 passengers on that one flight, um then we're looking at an airport that probably had 176, that's almost 200 people, uh, probably had five, 500 or more people in that airport, when you think about it. They're probably trying to get out of here on four flights. So um, what a hot mess. <sighs> yes. Uh, so this person says that it was an Airbus um, 321 the flight time is normally about an hour and 45 minutes. So this was a flight that was going from Charlotte yesterday to Montego Bay, um, diverted to uh, Georgetown, Grand Cayman. Don't you love the availability of information in this day and age? 
Um, flight radar tells you everything, child. Um, like I literally have people, I swear all they do is sit down all day looking at flight radar. Cause if a plane is delayed, if it's diverted, whatever, they're messing me like, Hey, Sandy, look at this. And I'm like, Woo, honey, child. So, uh, information readily available. So yes, we do see here that it, indeed it was an Airbus A321-231. And uh, yeah, had to be diverted. So hopefully they, they got to their final destination and they're in Montego Bay having a fabulous time and being safe. Mm -hmm. All right, American Airlines. And then there was somebody else who was saying that their team of people who were coming uh, to Grand Cayman, let me see here now. I think they were actually going to be, um, this person was saying, I don't think AA flies to Jamaica. Of course they do. <laughs> um, but this person, their people were going back to Miami and they said they got kicked out of the gate and everyone at the airport had to be rescreened. So yes, that's exactly sort of what happened. And now you know why. All right. We'll see. Okay, this person says, morning uh, for your spam issue. I'm sure I can figure it out if granted access to the Exchange server. I can even do it remotely. Just need to download any desk and send me your address. Oh, I got an IT man in the house, child. I hardly need to bag anybody for IT assistance. Um, trust me. I uh, I have him, uh, which he obviously works another job full time. But, you know, if I'm desperate for something, he can assist. But I actually have a guy who manages all of that um, already. And then um, I have control over those things. I've got tech support that is more than able to assist. I think it's something, it doesn't have anything to do with me. I keep telling it that it's not junk and it keeps putting it in junk. So I think I've reached out to the right people to say, hey, tell your system to stop marking this as junk. Um, appreciate the offer though, really appreciate the offer. Uh, so, so and in terms of flying, they said, yep, it's not fun anymore. It's a day's work. Uh, uh-huh. All right. Let's see here. So someone in a red Tacoma has left their dog in the car this morning. And somebody messaged me and said, Sandy, the dog's driving the car. Here's a dog at Hurley's driving a truck. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. The dog is actually sitting behind the wheel of the car. So that's why that's why they're saying that he's driving. Oh, my tweet him, poor little thing. Um, they've left the AC on. Thank you. You still gotta be careful even even leaving ACs and stuff on. You know, dogs are um sometimes they get themselves in a little bit of trouble. Here he is. He's looking at the car. He's driving and looking out, like, leave me alone. Don't take my picture. I'm no celebrity. I'm just sitting here relaxing behind the wheel of a car. Um, yes. Yeah, so be careful with this. Um, you know, I'm a dog lover and I love to take my dogs out too. But in this heat, boy, heaven forbid that you have a situation where the uh, car stops running for some reason or, you know, something happens to the AC and you're in there for a long period of time. 
you're going to come back and find this poor dog in a whole heap of trouble because of the heat. So please take your time, honey child. Take your time. Okay. Uh, let's see now. Mm-hmm. Miss Morna's in the house. Judy's here. Irvlin says, I was confused reading it at first, and then I saw the video. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't even know what the text said, but we just copied and pasted it. Uh, Carmen, good morning. Aliano says, the airport is so poorly designed. And yes, I'm not an expert, but this goes to show you one airline redirect and boom, pure chaos. Well, I don't know that it has anything to do with the design of the airport per se. I think it's more, um, you know, somebody should have been watching those passengers and put them in the right area and ensured that they stayed in the right area. And the fact that that didn't happen uh, has nothing to do with the design of the airport. That's just human error. Somebody made a mistake. Somebody made a poor decision. You know, these things happen, but we got to make sure that we can learn from this, hopefully, and that it doesn't happen again, because uh, nobody wants this kind of chaos when they're traveling. Um, and of course, if, you know, Cayman gets a reputation for not being able to handle a simple little plane of 176 passengers that has to divert, uh, yeah, that's not the kind of reputation we want. Okay. Morning, Stacy. Alejandro's here. Um, Tracy's saying, why did it not divert to the alternative airports in Jamaica? Well, the only other airport in Jamaica, as far as I know, that it could have gone to was um, Kingston. And I think in all fairness, if um, at least six other planes had diverted to Kingston, it's entirely possible that Kingston just couldn't handle any more. Because it all happened in very quick um, succession. So maybe Kingston was like, we're maxed out. You know, there is a limit. And um, so Cayman was trying to step in and assist. And, you know, sometimes I think they're not in a position to send a plane back from where it came because they might have to refuel or might have to do other things. Um, so they have to land somewhere. And where, where else are they going to go? I mean, I suppose they could have gone to Miami had they realized uh, beforehand but again, um, who knows? Maybe maybe they didn't even realize there was an issue until they were getting closer um, to Jamaica. And then the only option they had at that point might have very well been Grand Cayman. But thankfully, we can accommodate these diversions. Um, you know, we just have to make sure that we do it the right way, following all of the safety protocols that are in place. And here's the thing, right? If we don't follow the correct safety protocols, which we don't make up, we're, we're an international airport. In order to keep and maintain that international airport status, we have to follow safety protocols from all over the world. And I suspect that we have to follow the FAA ones coming out of the U.S. And what is the agency out of the U.K.? What's their aviation agency called? Um, we have to follow that one as well. And, uh, you know, if we don't, it's the aviation, what is there? Aviation Authority. Uh, so in America, it's the FAA. In the UK, is it the Civil Aviation Authority? 
Is that the right one? Um, but anyway, you know, yeah, we have to we have to pay attention and know all the rules. And do you know that both the airport and sometimes airlines get fined heavily if they do not follow the correct protocols and procedures? So sometimes when you go to Cayman Airways and Cayman Airways will be like, okay, you know, this is, uh, we have to do this, we have to do that, and you're moaning and groaning, and you think it's Cayman Airways that's the problem, it actually has nothing to do with Cayman Airways. Cayman Airways, as an airline, whether they're in Miami and you're, you know, at the Miami counter here in Grand Cayman, there's certain things that they have to do. And if they do not um, follow those things, those protocols and rules and regulations, then, um, you know, they get fined and, you know, they could get in a whole lot of trouble. And sometimes the fines are massive. It's no little drop in the bucket. They're going to fine you heavily. Mm-hmm. I wonder how much money we pay in fines. Hmm. That sounds like an FOI request right there. How often is K-Man fined and uh, what kind of money we're paying in fines? Because, you know, people are not following the correct procedures. You got to, you know, and I, I hear things about the Cuban flight and how they have to be handled and what the protocol is and, you know, everything from documentation that you must have, like everything. You got to know what you're doing. So worst case scenario, your flight is delayed by 40 minutes. Uh, best case scenario, I should say, worst case scenario is you have something else happening as a result of that. And then, you know, you got a real safety concern. So Leroy says Kingston was overloaded, um, but they had a third airport in Jamaica, I believe is it's an Ochi. Um, uh, is that an international airport though? Because I think some flights can only, um, some flights can only go into an international airport. So let me see here now. Jamaica. Oh, they do have the Ian Fleming International Airport in Ochi. But how close is that airport to Montego Bay? Uh but again, depending on, on their flight schedule and what they were able to accommodate, maybe that just couldn't happen. So it looks like they have three international airports in Jamaica. So, um, oh, we have a, an, an official, well, non-official response um, that says CBC is not responsible for the security of passengers in the departure hall. That's a CIAA responsibility and function. But this is not about laying blame. Clearly, some errors were made, and CBC and CIAA will determine that. This is not the first time that we've dealt with flight diversions, and we have not had this issue in the past. Mm. So, CIAA to blame? Huh. Well, somebody better figure it out. Um, and I think it is telling to that person's point that it hasn't happened in the past. So, what was different about yesterday? Or what was unique in terms of that situation? Hmm. Now, there was a message that was circulating. I think everything 345 had posted this about how um, they emptied the entire Cayman Airport and put them back through security a second time due to a security breach, including deboarding planes. And they confiscated, they confiscating videos and trying to make sure everyone deletes footage, too. 
I don't believe that part of the story. Um, I don't know who would have had time to even do that. And let me be very, very frank with you. Um, nobody can make you delete footage from your phone. That's ridiculous. I mean, I suppose in particular areas, you're not permitted to use your phone, but in the departure lounge, you can. You know, going through security, maybe not. So um, that part of the story to me was a little bit weird. That just seemed like someone was overreacting to the situation. Trying to make it look like we're some kind of communist country, honey, chill. Um, but I, I heard nobody saying that. And in fact, as you can see, we got footage. And obviously that person was not saying anything about, oh, they're trying to confiscate. This isn't Cuba, y'all. Trying to confiscate my phone. Uh-uh. Miss Ethel says it's a two-hour and 55-minute flight from Charlotte to Montego Bay. Okay. All right. Uh, Garrett says commercial aircraft only required to carry enough fuel to the destination, plus an alternative airports, um, plus another 45 minutes of reserves. Miss Olive uh, said 52 flights were expected yesterday for the two airports, all to go to Norman Manley. Wow, Norman Manley is quite busy. Hmm. So you're saying that because of the shutdown at uh, the other one in Montego Bay, they were now, I wonder how much they do in a normal day. So they'd be expecting some 52 flights. That sounds pretty busy. Um, Garrett says that once they're in reserves, they would declare an emergency. Aliana says, yes, there's the Ian Fleming's International Airport, but they don't have the runway to handle larger, narrow bodies, only regional jet-sized planes. Okay. Morning, Ingrid. It was Irvlin said, just wear Crocs and socks for security. Morning, Mr. Paul. Security breach. Where was the security? <laughs> Well, I think this security breach was the mingling of passengers. It's not like anyone actually did anything. So, you know, that's a, that's what the security breach was, right? Beth says travel has been hectic all summer. And listen, summer is, you know, that's the height of the travel season for like families and stuff. People trying to take vacations and trying to go all over the place, honey, chill. Y'all going to Disney. Mm-hmm. And uh, shopping in Miami when you should be paying your COC bill. I'm just saying. Y'all be doing the most. Uh huh. Traveling by air and ground is a hassle nowadays, says Miss Dean. I know what you mean, honey chill. Uh, Leroy. Um, Aliano says, yes, blame the black president for everything. What? What are y'all talking about in the comment section? I do not even know. Lord have mercy. Y'all can go on some madness. Okay. Sonita, good morning. Asking the question, why not send it to Jamaica? Um, again, I mean, it looks like Jamaica just couldn't handle, um, Norman Manley probably couldn't handle any more diversions. 52 flights seems like a lot of traffic in and out of Kingston. So they were probably maxed out. I, I would assume that that would be the logical explanation to why the diversion happened here. Now, does anybody know how quickly the situation 
at the airport was resolved in Montego Bay? Like, did flights resume later in the day? Was it a, you know, half-day closure? Or what, what were you talking about here? Is it up and running this morning? Um, hmm. Morning, Miss Barbara. <laughs> Beth is like, what does this have to do with Obama? In the 90s, I could sit on the JFK gate and wait until my husband boarded the flight. 911 changed all of that. Who was president during 9-11? Well, let me be very clear. I don't, Aliano, Beth, um, everybody else in the comment section, calm down now, because it doesn't have anything to do with the president. Once you have a major incident, I was actually talking to someone yesterday about 9-11 from an insurance perspective. Once you have a major incident like 9-11 happen, everything's going to change. Do we not know that? Everything the world over is going to change. You don't have multiple planes you know, fall out of the sky into buildings and, you know, massive, the biggest terrorist act ever on history and think that it's going to be business as usual after that. There'll be significant changes that will impact all of our lives. And I would say 9-11, the incident surrounding 9-11, that terrorism act <laughs> impacted everything. Yesterday I was talking about the insurance. Um, there were insurance claims. Uh, I think that might be the single largest insurance claim from like a singular event ever in the history of insurance. And a lot came out of that. A lot of exclusions, a lot of things that you can no longer claim for, because let me tell you something, these insurance companies, honey gel, they be trying to lock every little gate. Like, Oh no, you can't cheat. You can't charge for a terrorist act ever again kind of thing, because they had to pay out into the billions of dollars. Uh, and insurance claims, everything from life insurance to property insurance to um, cancellation of events. Remember, flights were, the entire world came to a halt. I don't know if y'all, how young and old y'all are, but I remember the morning of, of September 11th. Uh, what year was it again? But I remember it very, very distinctly. Um, I was at work and I saw some stuff coming up on the meter um, TV access at work. And it was like all flights canceled. It, it was total chaos um, in a real way. And it has nothing to do with any president, no sitting president. I think the thing with George W. Bush, he was president at the time. And there was some criticism about when he found out, because they actually have footage of him. Remember, he was at some school reading books to kids. And they came and told him. And he, he must have been so shocked. I mean, listen, these people are human beings, right? Even if he's president of the United States of America, that doesn't make him perfect. That doesn't make him, you know, without uh, the ability to completely be shocked. I mean, you can imagine someone coming and telling you, uh, Mr. President or Mrs. President one day, um, you know, uh, planes have just hit the Twin Towers in New York. We've had a terrorist attack and probably thousands of people are dead. He must have been like, what? Say that again? You know, it takes a minute for something to sink in. This was a massive event. Good morning, caller. Good morning, Sandy. You know, there's no computers in the world to figure out human beings. Yeah. I mean, 911 was a life-changing experience for Mm -hmm. everybody. Not just in Cayman. Exactly. Globally, 
something that nobody would expected. Mm-hmm. And and I've been to Miami Airport. I've been to uh, several other places, mm-hmm. and people are complaining. Why are they? Is the security taking so long to check? If they take five minutes more or ten minutes more of my luggage, check me out. Even if why should I argue with them? Because they're checking out my. They're only making it safe for everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't understand what's wrong with these people. Mm-hmm. Security is important since nine one one. You can't trust anybody. Yeah. You don't know what what does a criminal look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or or terrorists. I mean, look at all of us. We have to take off our very shoes because terrorists are figuring out how to put a bomb in a shoe. I was like, really? Yeah. Oh. You know, now everybody's thinking, oh, every Muslim is, is a terrorist. Not every Muslim is a terrorist. Every terrorist might be a Muslim, but not every Muslim is a terrorist. Mm, and every terrorist isn't a Muslim either. We've had domestic no, 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 terrorism. I, I didn't say that. I said not every Muslim is a terrorist. But not every, every terrorist is a Muslim Not every either. terrorist is a Muslim. Yeah, is every Muslim. <laughs> not every terrorist, um, not every Muslim is a terrorist, uh-huh. but every but terrorists come in all forms. Okay, I think we got it now. <laughs> yes, they can be anybody. Thank you, caller. Yeah, I appreciate the call. Anybody. I appreciate it, my dear. All right, folks. I I have to agree that um, you know. The course of um, 9-11 has changed the course of all of our lives. Um, everything from financial services, you know, FATF and, and KYC stuff and anti-terrorism legislation all over the world. They're trying to curtail um, how these guys got their funding. So now that impacts us in our banking system, financial services. And listen, that singular event changed our lives more than anything that I could think about in the last hundred years. Like maybe the advent of computers, like you would say, well, the advent of computers obviously changed our lives tremendously. Yeah. But I mean, as like a singular nuclear event that happened, boom, in a matter of minutes, everybody's life was changed. And I can't blame any president. This isn't about politics. I mean, you can agree or disagree with their response afterwards and their desire to track down you know, who was ultimately behind planning this and bin Laden and Uma Laden and whoever else, you know, I honestly think that whoever uh, would have been responsible for this, whether they were considered the mastermind, second in command, whatever, um, needed to die. Yeah. Over 3,000 people were killed. And listen, that's 3,000 people immediately. Since then, tons of people have died um, I was telling you guys in January, we were in New York. Marlon has a cousin in New York. Her husband was one of the first re- um, responders at 9-11. And he recently died a couple of years ago of one of the hor- horrific cancers that a lot of these um, fire rescue, EMT personnel, all these guys, you know, he has a military background. He was, um, I think at the time, working for the, the city of New York, fire and whatever. So he was one of the first responders young guy, and he literally just died the other day from one of these unusual and horrific cancers 
that a lot of people got who were at ground zero because of the all of the debris and stuff that they inhaled and working that in those conditions sometimes for months and months on end. You know, the dogs died from cancers that are unusual and unheard of. Um, so, you know, the debris, uh, Alejandra's mentioning PD, PTSD. A lot of the guys had that. Um, yeah. And so her husband is, um, they have a whole network of families of, you know, the first responders that have died and they've set up like memorials for them and different things. Uh, their families do get like some benefits as a result of their family member having died as a result of 9-11. They're counted as part of the the numbers. So I'm sure it's, it's way more than the initial 3,000 plus that died at that location. Let's not bring politics into this, folks. This, this is human nature. I was saying to someone yesterday, I was having a conversation with someone and they were talking about the uh, Cuban guy who's alleged to have been sexually assaulting women um, at the parlor, at the tattoo parlor. And they were saying, Sandy, how does a woman, I don't want to use the word allow, but how do you sit back and allow someone to allow? Um, how do you have someone, you know, molest you and, and do things with their fingers to you, assault you? And you not punch them in the eye, you not kick them in the nuts, like you not do something. And I said to the person, I said, listen, I've never experienced anything like that. But what I would say is when you're in a situation, I think certain situations are so shocking to you that you don't at the time even know how to respond. And I've had this happen to me. You know, in your mind, you're always like, oh, I'm this type of person. If this happens to me, this is how I'm going to respond. I'm going to fight. I'm going to do this. But when you're actually in it, you don't know. No, honey child. Uh-uh. Let me tell y'all a story. Story time. Gather around, children. Gather around. Auntie Sandy got a story for you. Come on in. Come on in. All right. I'll tell you two times in my life where I reflected back afterwards and I was surprised at my response or lack thereof. Okay. Okay, story number one. Remember when I was accused of stealing that dog, Precious? I named the dog Precious because when you looked at her, poor thing, she was so ugly that the only the only name I could think of is because when you look, you go, oh, Precious. Because she was Precious, so. So um, apparently everybody in Cayman back then must have thought I had really bad taste because they were accusing me of stealing Cayman's ugliest dog. Now, you know, first of all, I wouldn't steal a dog. That's the equivalent to me of kidnapping somebody's child. That's like ridiculous. And um, <laughs> number two, it turns out I had actually rescued poor Precious. But anyway, this dog showed up in my yard. One day I was at home minding my own business. I remember working on my computer, doing my own work. The lawn guys were there. And this thing comes in the yard. I'm like, what the heck is that? Like, seriously, when I first saw it, I was like, ew, what is that? And then they're like, oh, that's a dog. I'm like, that's a dog? That how bad the poor dog had looked. I was like, that's a dog? I was like, damn. Mm, this dog looking kind of rough. So um, I said, okay, this is back in the day when we still had Blackberry Messenger. Nobody had iPhones and stuff, really. So I was like, oh, this dog looks kind of rough. So I took a picture of the dog, sent out BBM messages. Anybody knows who this dog is? It was found in the Newlands area. You know, blah, blah, blah. Posted it on Facebook. Nobody comes forward. 
So I said, okay, I might have to end up keeping this dog for a couple of days. Now, if you're coming inside my house, number one, you might look ugly, but you have to be clean and disease free. So I said, okay, let me uh, take the dog to the vet and have the dog checked out. So I took it to the vet right here in Savannah. Dr. Benjamin looked at the dog. He was like, oh, this dog's a hot mess. I said, yeah, it kind of looks like it. Um, he said, okay, you need to have this dog groomed because it was so unkept that it had so much hair in its ears that he was like, you know, when you go have it groomed, have them take out some of this hair. I was like, well, how the hell do they take that out? Do they have to like pluck it out? Like, well, how, how are you going to do that? Anyway, leave that to the professionals. So he checks the dog out. The dog was cross-eyed. He said somebody hit the dog in the head. It had some kind of sustained, some kind of injury when it was young and it shifted its eyes. So the dog would be looking at you and you'd be like, what are you looking at? Are you looking over there? Are you looking there? Poor little thing. Precious. Oh, that was the face only a mama could love. Oh my gosh. Poor Precious. So anyway, um, took it to the groomers, got it like shaved up a little bit, looking a little bit better. Still, still crooked eyes. Nothing you can do about that. Poor little thing. So, you know, I take this dog in. Um, a week later, no, it was almost two weeks later, I'm walking the dog and these, this woman across the street. Now, when I say across the street, I do literally mean across the street. Like I could have thrown a rock and hit her front door. And I was walking this dog because the poor dog wasn't potty trained. The dog was a little bit crazy at nights. Like it would run in circles, like around 10, 9, 30, 10 o'clock every single night, run in these circles like, whoo. And I was like, okay, what's going on here? What I realized, though, is the dog had not been in an environment when anybody was walking it. So the only form of exercise that it got every night was just running around it like mad in circles. All this stuff I later discovered, right? But at the time, I was like, what's wrong with this dog? So I would walk the dog, trying to get her potty trained, walk her up and down the street. You know, this woman eventually claimed she never saw me walking the dog like six times a day. Anyway. One evening, I'm walking the dog, and I hear this little kid said, Mommy, that looks like her dog. So this young lady, who I lady found, later found out was a young lady by the name of Leanne. Um, what was Leanne's last name again? Date Dakins. She says to me, where did you get that dog from? And I said, oh, I found the dog. The dog came into my yard, and I kind of tell her I found the dog. She's like, oh, that's my dog. And I said, oh, really? I've been walking this dog for 13 days up and down the street, and this is your dog? I said, Okay. I live right across the street from you. Come and get your dog. Okay. She didn't come that night. Okay. Says a lot. Because listen, if that was my dog, I would have been coming right away. She didn't bother to come that night. She followed. She came the following evening after five o'clock. And she brings her husband until at the time she's no, no longer married to him. Um, what, what was his name again? Jose. So she brought Jose and Jose's brother or somebody else. And I was home. I was there by myself, just me and the dog when she came to my door. So she comes to my door and, you know, I was like, you know, I have your dog ready. I got your receipts. Every, the dog was actually ready from last night. But, you know, I'm a little bit concerned about this dog. And I have some questions about the injuries to the dog and whatever. So then she starts to go on a little bit crazy with me. And this is a moment in time when I think I should have responded differently. But I was so calm. I would, oh, you stole my, and I was like, lady, nobody didn't steal your dog. Like, seriously, are you crazy? Like, you know, you can have the dog, but I also have some bills for you that I need to give you. And she was refusing. 
at that point to take either one. And she storms off and whatever. It always occurred to me that I handled that situation wrong. They say 2020 is, um, hindsight is 2020. And that's a true statement. Because when you're in it, your response is, you know, what I should have done was cursed her behind out about how she was treating this dog and giving her a little piece of that other side of Sandy. And then she probably would have been less inclined to think that I'm a fool and she could call the police on me, accusing me wrongfully of theft. But I think my response was so docile that she must have thought, oh, I'm going to call the police and you and force you to hand over this dog. Little did she know. I'm like, really? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No, honey child. That's a short version. Court threw out that case too, said that was the worst. The, the acting magistrate, um, Mr. Furness, says that was the worst case of the, the people's money being wasted that he's ever seen. He's like, this is not a criminal case. This woman did not steal this dog. She did everything in her power to find the owner of the dog. Meanwhile, the owner of the dog right across the street and wasn't even out there looking for her dog. She did nothing. She didn't call the local vet. She didn't go to the local pet store. She didn't post anything anywhere looking for her dog. Talking about, oh, well, I don't have social media. I'm like, uh, where's your, I'm looking for my dog sign. Where's anything, right? She didn't do any of that. I did eight different things that I was able to prove in court at the time looking for the owner. And yet I stole your dog. Boy, I tell you. Anyway, um, children gather around for story number two. About how you don't know how you're going to respond in a situation. So don't be too quick to judge people when they're in a stressful situation or an unusual situation. So years ago, y'all know I had my little business there in Pasador Place. And a lot of times I'd be there working all day long. And it's like, oh my God, lunchtime, I'd get so hungry. And I was like, okay, I can't afford to go anywhere because, you know, I'm a business owner. I'm the only one there. I got to keep my doors open. Customers coming in and out, whatever. Can't, don't want to lose a customer. So sometimes I would go to local restaurant. I'm going to tell you all the restaurant because they're no longer in business now, but loose restaurant. And I would go there and grab a little lunch, take it back to my desk and eat it. And they had what I considered the best tamarind juice. They had some good tamarind juice. So sometimes, you know, I wasn't really all that hungry. I just grab a tamarind juice, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I went now one day and I said, um, oh, you know, I want to get a tamarind juice. So Luce's daughter, I don't know what her name is, you know, the kind of big one. At this point, she'd had gastric surgery, but she's still pretty big. And so anyway, she was there. And, you know, I, I liked her, like saying, talking to her, kind of friendly, whatever. So, you know, how are you doing, Miss Ann? I'm good. I'm good. You know, just working. And let me just grab a tamarind juice. And she said, okay. So at the register, I can, I can picture, uh, I can see it in my mind's eye right now, right? Her mom was over at the table sitting down with two guys, and they were having a conversation in Spanish. They were the only people in the restaurant. Because this would have been after the lunch rush, Okay. Um, probably like probably like three o'clock in the afternoon or whatever. So I walk in. Hi, good afternoon, everybody. Um, can I have a tamarind drink, please? Sure. So the cooler, the register was here, cooler right behind. She turns around, takes, I can see everything, you know, it's right there. Takes the um the jug out with a tamarind drink, shakes it, because you know you have to shake up tamarind juice properly because it separates, right? Shakes it up, uh, goes in the cooler, takes, dips up my ice, put it in the cup. Pours out my tamarind juice. And then she does something that was so shocking to me. I did not know how to respond. She took a sip 
out of my tamarind juice. Not a word of lie. She sipped it, like literally turned around, wasn't even hiding it, sipped it, put the lid on, and put the straw in. Pause the story. Now, y'all know me, sort of. You would expect Santa to be like, what the hell did you just do to my tamarind drink? And I should start cussing Karen on and tell her, mommy, you better fire her right now. In my mind, that's what I should have done. But I was in such a state of shock, I think. I was just like, <laughs> here's the worst part. She hands me the drink and I give her my money. <laughs> oh my God. Right? That's how stupid I was. I was like, afterwards, I'm like, what the hell just happened? I felt like my body like detached from me. And this isn't, this isn't a sexual assault. This isn't rape. This isn't somebody trying to do stuff with their fingers to me. This is somebody who just drank out of my tamarind juice. And I was so shocked. I didn't respond in the way I probably should have. Yes. So, honey child, I took the tamarind drink from her, paid for it, walked out of the restaurant and said nothing. By the time I got, which would have been like maybe a 45-second walk, right, to almost my front door, that's when it clicked what actually just happened to me. I was like, what did I just witness? I was in such a state of disbelief. I took the tamarind juice and I threw it on the, in the outside garbage. I threw it away. But I just paid for that drink. Oh, my God. Then, it, then my mind was like racing, like, that just happened to me? Like, what do I do? I contacted DEH. I'm like, um, are people allowed to be drinking out of my drink before they serve it to me? Like, what the hell? They were like, uh, no. <laughs> to this day, she doesn't like me. Of course, I had to report it. I'm like, you can't be doing that. And then I remember I posted something on, on social media about it. This is before CMR days. I posted something on my personal page and people were like, oh, yeah, I see you're eating off the floor too. And I was like, what? Examples of where you're in a situation and you think, you know, oh, no, Sandy would never let that happen to her. She would pelt her with that drink. She would do this. She would do that. She would be yelling. You just don't know how you're going to respond. Sometimes things just throw you for a loop, honey child. And you just be like, what the hell? Jim says some people are undeserving of having a pet or any type of animal in general. Trust me. Mm, mm, mm. And you know what I realized in that situation? This young lady, Leanne, was young. She had two young kids. At working full-time, I think her hands were full. And I don't even think she wanted the dog. It was only that day that the son was like, Mommy, it's not her dog. Because I later found out that she kept the dog on the back porch. She did not even know when the dog went missing. Based on her police statement, she wasn't even sure. What they did was, police being so shady, they actually made her read my statements, which had the exact date and time and everything that the dog showed up. Because, of course, I had all my evidence put together that she wrote a second statement then adjusting the date when her dog went missing. She didn't know because she had the dog in an automatic feeder on the back porch, automatic water and food, and the dog was just there on its own. So the dog got tired of that life one day and decided to escape. Alejandro says Cayman is not a real place. 
Um, I believe you, Sandy. You're not seeing nothing yet. Boy, <laughs> trust me. I was just shocked. Um, Sharon says I would have walked out and left it. I, I, I Listen, the brain just goes into like the space of what did I, I, it's, it's, I guess it's like this fight or flight thing that you always hear people talking about. And I guess in that moment that my flight was just take the drink and leave, but still give this woman my money to this day. Those are the two sort of instances in my life where I'm like, uh, I probably should have responded a little bit different to the situation, but you just never know. So I don't, I try not to judge people when I hear, you know, oh, in the middle of something, this person didn't do this or they didn't do that. Even sometimes I'm sitting in court and you hear these stories like, why didn't the victim do this? And why didn't the And I'm like, yo, if you've ever been in a situation where you didn't react the way in which you thought, um, you understand sometimes, you know? And that wasn't an uber stressful situation. Miss <laughs> Ann says, OMG, a good story, girl. Uh, Jim says there's no excuses for animal neglect or abuse, same as no excuses for child neglect. Oh, I agree. And this is why not everybody should even, as you say, own a pet. Because listen, you're busy, you have a full life, you got your kids or whatever. Owning a pet is like having another child. It's a lot of responsibility. So if you don't want that responsibility, you don't have time for it, simply don't get a pet. And you know, that dog escaped several times after that, poor thing. One time almost got ran over by a car. Um, How the hell did that make it to court though? It's a travesty. Child, please. Wow, just shocking. There is flight, fight, or freeze. A lot of people just freeze, yeah. Um, yeah, that went to court because it, just because it was me and it became this big criminal case. She stole a dog. And I mean, trust me, the prosecutor was there. Well, you went and microchipped the dog. So that meant that you had intentions to keep the dog. I was like, uh, actually, um, any responsible pet owner microchips their dog. Um, speaking of which I got to get Zeus done because heaven forbid your dog gets loose or gets away or whatever. One way in which your dog can be identified is through a microchip. So that's what responsible pet owners do. That's not what thieves do. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. They were they were really reaching in that case. And the judge, the active magistrate was like, no, honey, child, this don't make no sense. Yep, she just didn't. It came down to when she came for the dog and I was handing her the receipt. She didn't want to pay for the receipts because I had actually treated her dog like a proper pet owner, took it to the vet. It was on medication because it had an ear infection or an eye infection. I'm trying to remember which one. But anyway, every single day I was getting up multiple times for the day, putting eye drops in this poor dog because it had an infection, which she didn't even care about. The dog was almost going blind. I mean, it was just a hot mess. And then, you know what I found out during the court case? Um, the dog, I thought the dog was like an old dog. The dog wasn't even that old. It just had been so poorly treated and neglected that it just looked old. I was like, what a hot mess. Miss Dean says, shoulda, coulda, woulda always comes after. There you go. Yep. So, you know, people respond differently. Oh, somebody says, loose now cooks from her home. What a hot mess. Well, I hope the daughter now they're drinking out your tamarind drink, y'all. I don't know. She's a mess. Mm-hmm. Boy, I tell you what, you got to be careful who you eat from. Yeah, that taught me a lesson. I'm like, shit, 
If she's willing to do that in front of me, imagine what's happening when that I don't even see. Oh my God. Ah, yeah, yeah. This person says, morning, Sandy, I'm in the process of moving. Someone showed up where I'm presently living. They were representing the statistics office and wanted to do a household income survey. I told them that I was in the process of moving. So maybe it would be better if she did the apartment next door to which she replied, no, you were selected and you don't, if you don't participate, you can be fined $5,000 for refusing to divulge my personal information. Is this correct? Or have I been misinformed? Well, um, it's correct, but you have been selected um, is this the new location or the old location? I guess they do it by location. I don't really know how they how they select people for these surveys. Um, but yes, the ESO who conducts these types of surveys, they do business surveys and whatever else, they do have the option to, um, it's a finable offense. Uh, oh, okay, it's an old location. Yeah, you have to participate. But um, yeah, it's a criminal offense if you don't participate. Listen, I right now have to submit um, a report to um, ESO for one of the business ones. And I had to say to them the other day, I said, tell me something. Why is it that every year y'all select me? You mean to tell me of all the small businesses and micro businesses in Cayman, you can't find somebody else to ask for reports? So I actually got a call just yesterday reminding me that the deadline had passed. I had not yet submitted mine. And so I better hurry up and submit it because I'll get in trouble. I've just actually been really busy. It's not that I don't have an intention to do it. So I'm going to try to get to it this weekend. Um, and I actually needed to update some stuff in QuickBooks. I'm just going to just send them the QuickBooks records. I can't be bothered. I'll send it to you and you decipher whatever. I'm not sitting down answering no 50 million questions. I'll just send you their financials and you do whatever you want with them. You figure it out. That's on you, not on me. Ms. Dean said that I drink the chamomile juice. No! I threw it out. That's what I'm telling you. When I walked over, as I'm walking back to my office, that's when it like clicked. Like what? And I threw it out. Even before I got in my office, I threw it out in the bin outside, the big garbage bin. I wouldn't drink that. Girl, I don't know where her lips have been. And if you know me, I'm a very scornful person. Oh my God. Ugh. My husband, he calls me Jeremy because he's like, Jeremy, because I'm always like, oh, germs, germs. Don't touch that. Don't, you know, he's like, oh. Okay, Jeremy. Like you sneeze in the room with me. I'm like, I'm the person who's going to walk. Oh, honey, chill. Let me back up about 50 feet. Let me get the Lysol. I'm going to spray you in the air and everything else. Ugh, you can imagine, right? Being a little bit of a germaphobe and having a child because they stick their hands in everything and it's always in the mouth. And I'm like, don't put your hand there. And you know, the occasional time they get sick. And you got to clean that up. I was like, oh, God. And my husband's even worse with that. If, if it, it, Listen, if it's vomit, he's like, nope, you're doing it. I'm like, no, me? How did I get stuck with this? Oh, child, he not going to do it. I'm like, Lord, have mercy. Um, I couldn't I, I, drink. No, sir. I don't even share drinks with people I'm in relationships with, much less a total stranger. Like I said. I don't know where your lips been, honey child. I mean, you ain't sharing no drink. Uh -uh. If I have a drink somewhere and somebody go pick it up and drink out of it, you'll notice that I will never touch that drink again. You can, I said, you go ahead. You finish the drink. I, uh, no, 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 no. Nope. <laughs> Miss Dean says, me too. Honey child. 
Uh, Alejandro says the way you talk most time shows you're scornful, Sandra. You don't get, you got, you don't have to tell us. You're not going to tell us. <laughs> I know. And I don't mean it in any kind of way. Like, you know, I don't want y'all to think whatever. And listen, some people are worse than me with it. Like some people, you can't touch them. You can't hug them. Like I'm not that bad. Like I will give you, you know, yeah, I'll give you a hug or whatever. Like, I'm not like, oh my God, you're going to give me COVID. I'm probably going to get COVID anyway. But, um, yeah, there are certain things now that don't you don't cross the line, right? When you go to people's house, I don't think you should ever sit in somebody's sit on somebody's bed. You shouldn't mm -mm, certain things you should not do. Um, public restrooms, oh, they better have something to cover that seat because I'm going to be taking all the toilet paper out and laying it out <laughs> to cover the seat. You know, when I open doors in public restrooms, I'll be trying to push it open with my foot or the cloth and then put that in the garbage and hold it open. There's a process. Yes, honey child. What a hot mess. Um, But yeah, child, you don't drink out of my drink. You think I'm going to be like, oh, you and I are besties. Um, somebody says, yes, she is. She also used to eat out of the plates when she was clearing the tables, customers leftovers. I, I've heard that. And I think it's indicative of someone who clearly has some kind of a disorder. Um, I don't know if it's like an eating disorder and maybe people weren't feeding her, although based on her size, I don't necessarily think that was the issue, but maybe she wanted to eat more. Like she has some kind of, I don't know, some kind of something. Food addict. I don't know. Um, this, per this person says the person still has to do the survey as they live there when the field officer visited. Okay. So you got to do it, honey chow. You know, um, work with them. Tell them why you packing. They can be asking you questions, but make it quick. I remember when the people came to do the um, the ESO thing here. That wasn't last year. I think that was the year before when they were doing the big, the big survey that they do every like four years or whatever. I said to them, um, I think it was a Sunday when they came. And I'm busy all the time. So they're like, oh, you know, I said, all right, come on in. Please ask your questions as quickly as you possibly can because I'm, I'm busy and I'll give you how much time you say you need. Uh, and I've got like a, you know, toddler running around the place. I'm like, you got to hurry up now because I got things to do. So one of the interesting questions they asked was like, how many TVs do you have? And I was like, okay, let me think about this. One, two, I was like counting every single room. And then I realized I've got way too many TVs and most of them are never on. Uh, Ervlin says no one in my house can drink out of my teacup or glasses. Now I'm not that bad. You know, I, I, I will put a little tops of bleach when I wash dishes sometimes. And, and you know, you, you wash your stuff in hot water. I mean, I believe in very hot water. I, I, I boil my water and put it in the dishes. So, um, you know, you can drink out the cup, but you can't drink out the cup when I'm drinking out the cup. Like that's not gonna fly. We can't be doing that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Valerie says, hee hee. I'm like that too, Sandy. Um, I wipe my whole kitchen with bleach if a fly was in the house. Oh, flies. Oh, I hate them with a passion. Oh my God. I got so many fly swatters all over the place. I've got the one that sits on the countertop. That one actually works pretty well. They fly into that and it zaps them. And then I've got the handheld one. I'd be going around zapping them like I'm playing tennis or pickleball. Um, oh God, I hate a fly. They're the most vile things Flies and roaches. Oh, God, they're so disgusting. But anyway, 
let's move on. <laughs> I'm going to irk myself out this morning. Um, Marshall says, yes, get them to help you pack while they're asking questions. <laughs> well, they have to be writing stuff down. So I don't know how that's going to work. Um, hot mess. Oh, yeah, this person says there's so much bacteria and saliva. Mm, mm, mm. Honey child. So when you touch the seat to cover it, do you wash your hands first? Just asking. We were raised to wash our hands before going to the bathroom. Yeah. How are you so smart? Yes. Because when you think about it, the time when your hands has the most germs on it is when you're actually entering the bathroom. So it's a great idea, thank you, to wash your hands first. I thought I was the only one who knew that. Yeah, you wash them first, use the bathroom, then you wash them again. Now, I get that a little bit of germs are actually good for you to help build your immune system. Uh, oh, yeah, the person said they're going to do the survey. They had every intention to. They were just thinking the fines are ridiculous. Well, unfortunately, they have to put these fines in place to encourage people because some people refuse to participate. So um, this person says, morning, Sandy. The Crocs and Socks S don't work. I wore Crocs and Socks both going and coming to Tampa the past weekend, and I had to take my Crocs off. Well, let me tell you all what I do. Speaking of being a germaphobe, I travel with the little blue booties, you know, the surgical booties. And so I take my shoes off, put them on the thing. Now, these airports are nasty. They do not get cleaned. You know, I'm just saying they do not get cleaned. And I even say it to the officers. I'm like, I know nobody. You guys, security working 24-7. Who who's disinfecting this floor? Y'all not doing it. I don't know what kind of germs are on this floor. So when I put on my shoes, I take out my booties. I always keep them in my backpack that has like my laptop and iPad and whatever. I put them on over my socks. Normally I'm wearing socks and shoes when I travel. Um, I put them over my feet, walk through security, take them out. You got to know how to take them off properly so you don't touch the part that was on the ground. You roll them inside out and you dispose of them and put your shoes back on. My foot is not touching no airport floor. I'm sorry for you. Hmm. No, sir. Um, strong will says, what about the owner from famous restaurant Friday? So what's going on with the owner from famous? I haven't heard anything. <laughs> and Marshall says when people are kissing that worried about germs, child, and I go in there, Marshall. Oh, if I sent you something on WhatsApp that was circulating recently, you'd know how nasty people are. Lord Jesus. Anyway, uh, Jim says, I see so much slackness and people entering grocery stores. Just pass up the free offerings of hand sanitizers and hand wipes. Nasty. Yeah, I'm not taking food from people in the grocery store either. You and your so-called free samples. Uh, no, thanks. You can keep them. I'm not hungry. I'm good. Oh. Okay. Oh. Lord Jesus. All right. I see the famous story. Somebody just sent it to me. Oh, wow. I didn't even, I didn't even see this one. I can send this to Renee. She can dig up in this and put up a story. Okay. Uh-huh. We can talk about it in a minute. Wow. Lord Jesus. What a hot mess. Y'all don't believe in following the laws around the place. 
Uh-huh. Poor thing. Ay, ay, ay. Oh, uh, uh. Wow. All right. Let, let's take a quick commercial break. Lord have mercy. Cayman Airways has a sale on, folks, in case you missed the memo. Hold on. I got some notes around here. Where's my Cayman Airways notes? So they have their big anniversary sale on. By the way, it ends tomorrow. So make sure now you go and get your tickets. Y'all hear my sinuses acting up. Go and get your tickets, folks. Um, celebrating their 55th anniversary with airfares on sale for travel for the fall. You can um, book for the following destinations, Miami, Tampa, New York, Masaiba, Kingston, Havana, Panama, or Los Angeles. And by the way, the tickets prices are pretty good. Los Angeles, like round trip is $300. Cayman um, Brock and Little Cayman are also on sale. So the airfare sale ends tomorrow. Call reservations, folks. 949-2311 is el numero de teléfono. For 55 years, Cayman Airways has been serving as the national flag carrier of the Cayman Islands. This honor is the core of our identity, our purpose. And when we say those who fly us love us, it's not just a tagline, it's a promise. So we're celebrating this milestone anniversary with you, our treasured community, with airfares on sale for travel to all of our fall destinations. But hurry, this airfare sale ends August 12th. Call 949-2311 or book online at caymanairways.com. Celebrating 55 years as your national flag carrier. Cayman, what if the ability to make better national healthcare decisions was on the tip of your finger? Would you take it? Because that's exactly where it is. The Ministry of Health and Wellness needs more people to do the finger prick blood measurement for the STEPS 2023 National Health Survey. Your participation gives us data which informs decisions that shape the nation's healthcare. Help us by saying yes to Step 3. For more information, contact the STEPS team on 936-4969 or email mhwsteps at gov.ky. For 20 years, we've committed to helping the people of the Cayman Islands live longer, healthier, and happier lives. But health care and the expectations of patients are rapidly evolving, and so must we. We have made incredible clinical and technological advancements and achieved JCI accreditation, the internationally recognized gold seal of approval for patient safety and quality of care. So it's time for our image to reflect our transformation from a local hospital to a world-class healthcare authority with a new logo that symbolizes national duty and pride, a statement that reinforces our commitment to our patients every step of the way, with colors as bold as our mission to provide the highest quality healthcare. Dynamic, professional, skilled, committed, caring. This is HSA. Meanwhile, at the Burger King's castle. Underling, what news? Sire, behold, the fiery jalapeno cheese. Oh, mm. Mm. You might say it's jalapeno. Please don't, sire. It's jalapenos with spicy cream cheese sauce and American cheese. And it's jalapeno. Please, sire. Introducing the new fiery jalapeno cheese at Burger King. Plain grilled patties covered in jalapenos, spicy creamy cheese sauce, and American cheese. Available in extra long and king size for a limited time only. Grab it late at Seven Mile Beach or Red Bay. Open till midnight Thursdays and 1 a.m. Fridays and Saturdays. It's jalapeno face. Ocean Ridge Heights offers an amazing opportunity to own a piece of land in idyllic Cayman Brack, right on the bluff, starting from $80,000. Located in a quiet residential area with high elevation, these lots are ideal for a future home or investment property and are sure to go fast. Cayman Brack offers a laid-back lifestyle, amazing pristine diving, limestone caves, diverse flora, along with amazing wildlife, 
inquire about the owner financing options so that you can secure your piece of paradise today. With only a few lots remaining, these are sure to go before you know it. Contact Crichton Properties today on 345-949-5250 or info at CrichtonProperties.com. Recover Personal Injury Attorneys, helping injured people get what they deserve. Did you know that insurance companies have lawyers that represent their interests? Before signing and accepting any settlement, know your rights. Call us today for a free consultation at 924-9999. That's 924-9999. Recover. Your personal injury attorneys are on standby to assist. All right, folks, welcome back. Welcome back. Um, uh, Jake says, just make sure that you pay your bills before you book those tickets. Yes, honey, yeah. How you know? Were you listening to the program yesterday, Jake? <laughs> Listen, I, I, yes, please. Uh, don't be foolish with your finances, good people. Ah. <sighs> Some of y'all are so, so irresponsible. And it's like, you're not learning. And, you know, I'm really torn because sometimes people message me and they're like, Sandy, you know, I need some help and this and that. You guys know that every month I try to do just part of my little community service. I do some gift cards, but they don't last long for fosters. And, um, you know, I hand them out, but I'm hard pressed to hand them out to the same people on more than one occasion. Cause I'm like, why are you in this predicament? help me understand, you know, what, what's going on. And if I hear a sensible explanation with some evidence that you're actually trying and maybe there's something else that's going on, you know, I will see if I can help, but geez, I'm peace. Some of y'all just keep making the same mistakes over and over again. And then my thing is, I feel like I'm an enabler because if you keep making for, poor fiscal decisions, Right. And, you know, oh, I can run to Sandy and she's going to give me a $50 gift card or help me with my CUC bill or whatever. How do you ever learn? Like maybe the way for you to learn is to have CUC shut that, that off. And the next time you feel like you want to go up um, to Miami flossing or you want to take a trip to Jamaica and you're posting the most on social media, you're going to think twice about making those kind of decisions. I'm just saying. Uh, you have to learn by hard knocks and experience is the best teacher as them old people used to say. Everton says that um, he's not trying to bash anybody, but sometimes it's unbelievable to see some of these people while well, drive a nice car, nice expensive car, expensive clothes. And when you go to their house, you don't even want to drink a cup of water. <laughs> he says, I see it a lot in my field. These people think all the hell they're these people think all oh, the hell they are one day on the street, but when you go to their house, I just want to do my work and get some, get out sometimes. I don't even want to work in their houses, but it's business. So sometimes I just have to suck it up. I can imagine you're an electrician, right? Everton, you're in the electrical field in the States. So yeah, I can imagine what you see. Um, Alejandro says they're catering for the people that are going on vacation every month. Should be sales. I need to go visiting my family in California for Christmas. Hopefully they got sales then. No, 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 no. Alejandro, pay attention now. You are not paying attention. What you need to do is you need to purchase those tickets now. You're not, you're not paying attention. So you want to travel in December 
this is a whole point of the Cayman Airways anniversary sale. These are the best prices that you are going to get. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. what you do, honey chill, is you, um, yes, the travel limit is up to December the 15th. So if you're planning to go before then, you go ahead and make your reservations now. I'm already, I'm, I'm thinking about taking a little trip in December. You know, you got to do your pre-Christmas shopping. So I was looking at my dates and thinking, yep, yeah, I'm, I'm always going to probably go up at some point in December. The earlier in December, the better, actually. So um, I'm going to try to grab one of those sale prices, like maybe the week before it ends. But you have to do it now. You have to pay for it now. You have to book it now, reserve it now, pay for it now. Yes, honey chill. So don't wait in summer. You hope it's still in sale in December. The sale ends tomorrow. So it's not going to be on sale then. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, let me see here now. So get your get your sales on now. California, like I said, that's three hundred something dollars. That is not bad at all. Last day, folks. Get on it. Actually, I need to do, I need to book like two tickets today. But I'm gonna I'm gonna budget somebody said I got my ticket home for three weeks, November, December. Oh, I can't wait to see you when you come. Nice. Um speaking of that, I uh I got a little project that I'm working on. So my budget these days is very, very tight. This is the other thing, too. You know, like I said, the heart is always willing, but sometimes y'all don't know what I have going on. I got stuff that I'd be doing too, honey jail. I've got financial goals and things that I'm working on that are important to secure in my future and the future of my child. And so while you out there flossing in these streets, um, you know, I'm trying to put my coins together to do certain things. And along the way come sacrifices. I think I told, I might've mentioned that uh, I was working on trying to get a pool at home. Well, I had to sacrifice my pool. Recently, I made the decision to sacrifice my pool for something else, which is a much bigger, bigger goal. Um, and you know what? That's fine because a pool at your house is not gonna make you no money. The bigger goal that I'm working on is going to make me money. And so that's the end goal, right? Plan for your future, plan for, for your, um, your retirement days. So the pool is axed for now. That'll have to wait. And, uh, you know, it'll come. Mm -hmm. This is what happens. You got to make sacrifices. So it is what it is. And, uh, of course, I can't afford to put myself in any dire financial streams because other people not being physically responsible. That'd be stupid of me to even think of doing that. So, you know, y'all need to get it together. Yep. But I think that these sales, if you can afford it and you can budget accordingly, um, by all means, do check out the anniversary sales. By the way, somebody pinched me and they had a question about the um, Kim and Airways flyer. They said, Sandy, um, riddle me this. Do you not think that um, this is a bit peculiar that uh, Cayman Airways has, um, I guess she still has the title because they haven't had the new pageant yet. They had the Miss Cayman Islands Universe, which is now a privately held, um, uh, what's it called? A privately held uh, event uh, pageant. They have her on here. 
on the national airline plane advertising for the sale, why don't they have Miss Cayman Islands World who actually works for Cayman Airways as a pilot? And I went, mm, honey, yeah, private franchise. Thank you. So I must admit, I mean, it, this is a beautiful picture and Chloe looks very nice here with the flag and whatever. But I do have to admit, after the person said it to me, it got me to thinking, that's actually a really good question. Why don't they have, um, remind me of her name, uh, Miss Cayman Islands World. Is it Leanne or something? But this young lady is a pilot. You know what I'm saying? Poor Cayman Airways. <laughs> so it is a little bit unusual that they would not have used her in this situation. Ah, uh, what a hot mess. Um, Leanne Tibbetts. She's a pilot with Cayman Airways. And I mean, the young lady is smart. She's a pilot. She's, uh, doesn't she do stuff with the regiment as well? Is it the regiment or the other one? But anyway, you know, she's she's got a history of of making really good decisions in her life. So um, she exemplifies what we would like to see. I mean, if you're going to support pageantries, you know, this young lady is is it. She's the package deal, honey chill. Oh, what a mess. Does she fly? Um, which planes does she fly? Do we know? But yeah, it would, it would have been nice to, to see her um, definitely um, on that uh, on that plane. And in fact, what I would love to see her in is like maybe her little pilot uniform too for the anniversary sale. Hmm. She's very pretty. Caymanians have some beautiful, beautiful people, I must tell you. Okay, well, there you have it. Um, get your tickets. I need to do probably the only place that I'm going to go now between now and the end of the year that is probably Miami. I got Panama on my list. I definitely want to go to Panama. Um, Honduras, I can skip. Uh, been there. Not really all that impressed. Um, Havana, eh. I've been to Cuba a lot of times, actually, but I'm not really feeling Cuba these days because I think since the pandemic, a lot has changed in Cuba. And uh, back in the day, it was like really nice. I'm waiting for them to get it together again before I probably want to travel there. And now with this whole thing with the ESTA, I'm not inclined to travel there at all because I don't want the UK, the US government being like, oh, honey, chill. We're going to take your ESTA away and you have to go get a regular visa and your other part. I'm like, uh-uh, no, no, no. Keep that. Cayman Brack and Little Cayman, I might go to the Brack soon. Um, Los Angeles is definitely on my list. New York, we'll do that again next year. Tampa, I need to make a big trip to Tampa. Tampa is going to be my family trip sometime next year, I feel like. Panama, need to go again. Good morning, caller. Hey, good morning, Sandra. How are you today? Not bad. How are you doing? Not too bad. Not too bad. Mm -hmm. um, you're... Whoever wrote that, they're absolutely right. And you're right. Leanne should be on that flyer and in her uniform. Now, she just started a while ago, mm -hmm. a few months ago. Uh, they start you out on the express. And then you have mm -hmm. to work your way up. 
according to your hours, the pilot hours, your experience, and and then you work your way up to the sub, mm-hmm. and then from the sub then to the jet. But then you have to become captain of those those planes that you fly until you get to the jet. Mm-hmm. Then you're your co-pilot. That's how that goes. But she's a beautiful, intelligent mm-hmm. young lady that should be. Not saying that the other one isn't. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. But she should be on Cayman Airways flyer because she does work for them and she should have her uniform on. But, you know, one thing about her, she's not one of those that like to, I'm going to say the Caymanian word, like to pop a show. Mm-hmm. She has a head on her body and she uses her brain. Mm-hmm. She's a beautiful young lady and she should be and they should be ashamed not to advertise their products. We have a few more young ones that is also flying the um, Express and uh, one named Jessica Ebanks from West Bay <coughs> as well. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Leanne is, is, is from Kim and Brack. They got some nice looking girls from there, nice looking women from there. Oh, yeah. Um, and um, Jessica Ebanks e- and mm-hmm. her brother is all, also a uh, mechanic for Cayman Airways. Oh, okay. So that's, yep, brother mm-hmm. and sister, we need to build up these young people. Mm-hmm. Encourage them to go on, to go on further whatever profession they choose, mm-hmm. but she should be. Thank you, Sandra. And Thank you, darling. We appreciate it. Yes, very much. And um, you have a good day, and I hope you had a good birthday. Uh, next week, Friday. It's, it's coming up. Next week, Friday. Yes. And everybody was saying, Sandra, birthday is Friday. Now, you better give it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next week, Friday. Okay, good, good. Okay, blessings to you. All right, thanks, darling. I appreciate it. Um, yes, Miss Leanne Tibbetts is uh, she is beautiful. Um, but as the caller said, you know, Caymanians, um, whether they're brackers or wherever, look at that, isn't she gorgeous? Uh, we we are a beautiful set of people, honey child. We have got some gorgeous people amongst us. Um, yes, very very pretty. Uh huh. And not everybody can rock a short hairstyle. And I think she does such a beautiful job with it. And I love when she, um, here she is in some traditional Cayman outfits. I love when she, um, does those sort of cultural events, puts on her little, um, straw hat and, you know, stuff like that. Absolutely gorgeous. So, um, when is, when are these pageants coming up? I feel like they're starting to, um, do stuff relatively soon. Um, y'all know in good conscience, I, I can't support the other one, but, Miss World, tell me when your stuff is coming up. I'd be happy to uh, at least tell people about it. Someone said to me, um, where was I the other day? Grocery store, somewhere. And somebody's like, oh, my God, your little daughter is so pretty. Are you going to put her in pageants? I said, you must be kidding. Uh, no. <laughs> the short answer is no. Um, I want to put my daughter in things like the National Choir. She must learn to play an instrument. Um, she can do so many other things than subjecting herself to this, um, standard of people are going to judge you, um, based on how you look 
Yeah, she might be cute. She might be pretty. Everybody has a different definition or feel about these things. But, you know, um, I must say that um, I don't want her to be um, judged based on that. Uh, there's so much more to a person than just their looks. And so that's important because, unfortunately, so many of our young people don't have any real substance to them because they're hyper-focused on uh, on how they look, which is an unfortunate thing. I'm going to show you guys a video that's um, circulating right now in relation to that. So someone says, um, uh, that what? Morning, but Sandy, you never did follow up on this. What is this one? Uh, follow up. Uh, uh, I don't know what this is. No clue. All right, former speaker surrenders OBE honors to the UK. Oh, Makiva surrendered it? What? Good. Ahead of his conviction. Mess with him. Renee, let me send you this story so you can prioritize this. Good, as he should. Yes, sir. Thank you. For those of you always sending me little snippets, uh, they, they would have stripped it from him anyway. I think they were contemplating it. Um, I can't remember if we did a story, uh, that it was being, uh-huh. He probably knew they were going to take it from him. Mm-hmm. Oh, goody, goody. Good. That's, that's a good decision, Mac. You need to make a few more good decisions, including just pleading guilty and not forcing this woman, these women to go through the ringer with these trials for you. A hot mess you in. Um, here's, here's something I want y'all to think about. This is a video that, um, talks about beauty standards and how people are always judging you. Have a look at this. Put your makeup on, get your nails done, curl your hair, run the extra mile, keep it slim so they like you, so they like you. Get your sexy on, don't be shy girl, take it off, this is what you want to belong, so they like you, do you like you, you don't have to try so hard, you don't have to give it all away, you just have to get up, get up, get up, get up, you don't have to change a single thing, you don't have to try, try, try. Yeah, so that uh, video there is about, you know, beauty standards and all the things that both men and women, because it's not even just women anymore. Men are out there getting pectoral implants in their chest. They're getting calf muscle implants. They're doing the most, trying to meet the standard of whatever the world thinks beautiful is. Remember back in the day, um, thin lips were in and they made fun of African-Americans because, you know, we have fuller lips. We have... Um, like they say, groupers. Oh, you're a grouper. You've got grouper lips. Sean, please. I'm like, y'all lucky. There are people who would kill for the full lips that we naturally have. And they're out there spending all kind of money on lip filters and all this kind of stuff, you know, buying hair by the pound and the poor Asian people, you know, there's a whole industry out there of abuse because people are um, desperate for money. And um, there are people who will pay good money for this kind of straight horse hair. Uh, and they're not getting it from horses. It's like real human hair. 
to make weaves and wigs and all sorts of stuff. It's like a whole industry. Y'all killing yourself to meet these beauty standards that I'm like, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. What some of these people think is beautiful, I don't think is beautiful at all. And so everybody, like the new beauty standards, which is so funny because it's changed, are the big full lips and the big behind. And of course, breast implants, I guess, are still in. Y'all still like the boobies. Um, but, you know, women are, are doing very, very dangerous procedures, plastic surgery procedures, in order to have this particular look. Like they need the snatch waist, which is like the really thin waist. But then the bonk is like, bloop, all the way out here. And that's what people, um, you know, think is, is, is beautiful. Yeah, first lady said, look at Spice. Spice almost died trying to attain this beauty standard by going under the knife. And I think Spice was perfectly fine before. In fact, I'm looking at her even now and I'm like, well, what was the improvement again? Because I don't really see it. But, you know, this is what people are pushing for each of you to have this particular ideal. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just un unbelievable. So, um, you know, think, think twice, folks. You don't have to meet any of these beauty standards. You can live in your own skin and uh, be perfectly happy just, you know, just how, how you are and be who you are. So, um, yeah, I tell you, it's pretty sad. All right. Um, let's talk about famous restaurants. So uh, thank you for uh, asking the question. I wasn't really aware of it. So let's talk about it. So um, apparently Miss Donette, um, she runs and operates famous restaurant. They moved by where the old champion house two or one. I always get them confused. The one that's on the side. I think they're now in that space. So I understand actually that they have purchased that space. So apparently she's in court or was in court just this week and she was found guilty of unlawfully employing her husband without a work permit. This is interesting. I don't know Donette Dawkins. I don't know what her, I mean, she's Jamaican, but I don't know what her status is. If she has, if she has Cayman status now, or does she have a Caymanian partner or whatever? But just because she does, doesn't mean if she marries somebody, that they automatically get that right and that they can work in the business. So the charge against her was unlawful employment of Rudolph Dawkins, her husband, without a work permit. She was found guilty. Um, so ba basically the background information is that um, based on a review of a job letter submitted by famous restaurant regarding a Rudolph Dixon employment at the restaurant, it was suspected that Mr. Dawkins had been working for famous restaurant as a cook since his last work permit expired back in 2020. <laughs> so he was arrested on suspicion of working without a work permit. An affidavit was provided by Ms. Dawkins regarding her husband's employment. She's partial owner of the restaurant. And um, she had, what she says, and to what knowledge she had of his right to be gainfully employed. Huh, this is interesting. The attorney suggested they, that they were unsophisticated persons before the court. Well, your level of sophistication has nothing to do with whether or not you have committed an offense, unfortunately for you. If you're guilty, you're guilty. 
the law is a law, right? So your lack of knowledge. That's why when you get into business, you have two options. You either learn the law for yourself, the laws that impact you, work permit laws and other things, right? Um, insurance, pension, all these things. Or you um, hire somebody who can do that for you and ensure that you remain compliant. And so then you ask those people questions if you have questions. Um, so they were claiming that he was not gainfully employed at Famous Restaurant, but instead was merely a husband helping out his wife from time to time, as that is what husbands ought to do. Mm -mm. Oh, no, honey child. You have to be very, very careful with these types of things. Hmm. No, sir. Um, you know, there's a definition of gainfully employed. And a lot of it probably has to do with the frequency. Listen, you help somebody out like if something emergency happens, right? And you're like, okay, honey, um, let me make the potato salad at home and I'll give it to you to take to the restaurant. You can't be up in the restaurant working and cooking and thinking you're just helping out your wife. Hmm. I mean, I don't know what kind of benefits she might have been paying you whether it's monetarily or otherwise, but that's a form of gainful employment. Hmm. I wonder who, it sounds like she has a Caymanian partner though, because the magistrate says that de facto, she's a de facto owner and operator of famous restaurant. And accordingly, she had all authority to hire, fire, operate, and sign papers. Um, so magistrate Hernandez says that Mr. Dawkins is not referred to as a dependent on the health insurance documents. Instead, he was noted as an employee. Uh-oh, somebody messed up. So they were both found guilty of immigration charges brought against them. And they're going to do sentencing in October. Wow. Well, folks, just follow the law. It's not very complicated. Uh, somebody's working for you. She she knew that he was an employee. Come on now. It's just, you know. Uh, 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 all right. Somebody says his son is married to Cayman and he and his wife are part owners. Oh, so the daughter-in-law is a Caymanian partner? Oh, hot mess. I see. So if she got papers or is Caymanian by any way or anything, she can do a work permit, just breaking the laws of her islands. Well, the company, I'm assuming it's, uh, I don't know what the structure is, whether it's... Um, whether it's an incorporated company, whatever, but the company would have to take out the work permit. So I doubt it's, I, it sounds like she is probably just part owner and she's probably not the commanding owner. Um, so yeah, she just needed to apply for a work permit. It's kind of a bizarre situation though, that she wouldn't just apply for a work permit. And I don't think a work permit for a chef is like all that money for a cook is even all that money. So it's weird. Um, 
Everton says that does not make no sense. I don't think she cares about her husband because she would not break the rules from 2020. Hmm. Are they going to deport him for breaking immigration rules while she don't care about him? Um, I don't know for that type of offense. Uh, exactly what um, I recall now. They're probably going to get fined, maybe. Her, bet, her better bet would have been to allow WORC to handle it administratively because that would have just been a fine and then she could have rectified it by applying for his work permit and then they could decide whether or not they're going to grant a work permit. Now, because he's been in breach already of a work permit application, there is a very real possibility that they may not uh, grant him another work permit. I mean, that's always possible. Huh. Um, you know, these companies, I think what WRC needs to do is they need to start penalizing the companies that are making the breach. Uh, the employees, they're oftentimes com complacent in this as well. And they're aware that somebody's breaking some laws, but they tend to have less of a knowledge. Um, again, that doesn't make a difference as far as the court is concerned, just to be very, very clear. The court does not care what you know from what you don't know. The rules are the rules, right? But having said that, I think there is a greater burden on the employer to ensure compliance. And so they will deal with the brunt of um, the consequences of this. So maybe fines and uh, obviously they need to be scrutinizing these types of situations a bit more, these companies. I think that when a company has been found to be non-compliant, the thing that needs to definitely happen is um, you kind of get flagged in the system as a company that then has to be watched very, very carefully. I'm just saying. Hmm. Yep. That's how that's going to go. Um, huh. What a hot mess. Mm -mm. Follow the laws. It should be relatively simple, folks. You know what the laws are. And uh, immigration breaches, nothing to sneeze at. Uh, you know, they do our best to try to keep uh, our borders safe. And there's a reason why these types of laws are in place. All right, let me see what else is going on. So coming out of Florida today, August the 11th, there's an article in the Miami Herald talking about how deadly is Florida's heat. So it says that there's a big gap between the official numbers and the likely impact. So there's a guy who is, his name is David Farsi. He's being worked on as a cardiac patient during an emergency um, drill at Mount Sinai Medical Center. Um, on July 24th. So it says that Floridians are experiencing the health effects of climate change, including heat stroke and heart problems, doctors say. And now some medical practitioners are banding together to educate and advocate for their patients as the Florida clinicians for climate change. Oh, wow. What do you know? 
Florida Clinicians for Climate Change. Yes, sir. And so there is a whole um, article about this saying that, you know, when they're looking at the um, impact of, of climate change, everything from, you know, damage from hurricane or wildfires, that is much more straightforward to quantify. Um, you know, you've got destroyed buildings, disrupted businesses, li livelihoods lost. But when it comes to extreme heat, it's much more difficult for, you know, even legislators and physicians and everybody else to really understand what the toll is. Like it's harder to quantify or to tally what the toll actually is. Because a lot of times um, the, the human health implications will be something else. You know, you have a heart attack because of overexhaustion, overheat. Uh, record, summer record break in heat, of course, that has been unrelenting. Mm -hmm. Thank God for the little bit of rain that we've been getting almost daily. I think it helps a little bit, but, um, you know, they have a 29 year old farm worker who collapsed at a homestead farm in July. And, um, this now, you know, is a direct example but according to fire rescue officials in Miami-Dade, they said that there've been an uptake in 911 calls for people having heat, heat exhaustion-related issues and heat stroke-related issues. And they've noticed quite an increase even compared to last summer, which was less hot. Hmm. So, so far, June through mid-July, that's just not even two full months, the department received 86 calls um, this year, they got 96 already, or sorry, 99 already. And um, they're saying that there's a daily count of heat hospitalizations and deaths in South Florida, but the official record doesn't tell the whole story. Wow. So it's interesting because local hospitals are declining to provide the Miami Herald with their count of heat hospitalizations and, and deaths. You would think that that would be almost a requirement, but anyway. Um, and the state does, does track it for some count, counties, including Miami-Dade, but the Department of Health did not immediately respond to a request for the data. So this is, this is quite serious, you know. Um, of course, heat-related illnesses can be very, very difficult uh, to measure. So everything from... Um, Heat stress, heat stroke, um, heart and lung conditions that are exasperated by the heat, chronic illnesses like lupus, diabetes, and asthma can also be impacted by uh, heat, right? Um, so all we can tell you folks is try to, number one, stay hydrated, stay indoors, especially during the peak hours during the day. And, um, you know, you still want to try to get your little walk in and exercise in. If you're doing that outdoors, be mindful that the, the temperature, not just the, the actual temperature, but the feel-like temperature is crazy pretty early in the morning. I would say by 10 o'clock, honey child, stay inside. It's already too hot. Hmm. Yes. Um... So the heat wave continues. Wow. Mm, mm, mm. 
I tell you. It's pretty crazy. So in addition to that, uh, yesterday we were giving a little bit of an update um, with the situation in uh, Hawaii where the death toll had um, reached at that point 36 people. Now it's gone over 53 people at least with more uh, deaths being expected to come in. Oh my gosh. Um, so, so unfortunate. Ugh. So, um, you know, such a sad situation. Um, it's just the, the loss has been devastating. Um, loss of life, loss of historical buildings and an entire historical town, quite honestly, as well. So just unbelievable. Okay. Um, <coughs> sorry. Um, what a hot mess. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see what else we've got trending in the world of news this Friday morning. So if you're just joining us, McKeever Bush has relinquished his O. What was it? His OBE? Is that what he had? So yes, honey child. Uh, Hot mess. I tell you. Yep. Uh-uh. Someone says that if they could purchase the building, then paying for a work permit is nothing, I guess. Yes, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. So, sometimes I find that um, that people will, unfortunately, um tend to nickel and dime in ways that just does not make any sense. Right. So what, what is the point really of um, building up a business? I mean, I I don't go to famous restaurant, to be honest. I think I may have eaten there once when they were at their old location, but um, I understand that people really like the food and in terms of local food, that the food is good, you know, that's great. And I'm happy to see that they're obviously growing and expanding their operations, but you have to really do things the right way. Uh, so, yeah, so it's, it's not good that um, that they are um, trying to skirt around our laws. Not, it's not a good look. So sort, sort yourselves out, famous. Sort yourselves out. But, you know, when when the um, remember that guy that came visiting the other day, Buster Rhymes, when he came to Cayman, um, you know, people here took him to famous restaurant. He had a good I don't know what he ate, curry goat, curry chicken, curry something. You know, people like the food, which is all fine and dandy. But, you know, try to um, try to just follow the laws. So Leroy says, yes, they cook good food. Um, yeah. Wayne is back. Wayne, we missed you. Where you been? Mm-hmm. We've not seen you in a minute. Hopefully you've been behaving yourself. Um, Miss Morna says, Sandy, they will deal with a Jamaican, but they can't deal with the ungrateful ones who is here, but no respect for government or laws, etc. They need to send them back home, just saying, and two wrongs. Don't make it right. 
What a mess. Um, anyone in particular that you're speaking about? Um, I don't think they're going to be sending him back anywhere. Having said that, I, I will say that a lot of people can break our laws, and lots of people, including Caymanians, when it comes to immigration. But if we had to pick on a particular nationality that's probably breaking it more than anybody else, um, I would probably say that Jamaicans are at the top of the list, only because there's more of them here than anybody else, so it's a numbers game, to be fair to them. And also, there's certain, you know, Jamaicans are like, eh, when it comes to compliance, they don't really care about much, you know, they just want to work. They're like, hey, I'm just here to work and make money. They don't necessarily understand the implications of not doing it the right way. And that, yes, you might want to work and make money, but you've got to make sure that you're following the laws. And there's a lot of people, unfortunately, who are being taken advantage of because of the desperate situation in which they find themselves, people taking out work permits and don't even have jobs for people. So that's an unfortunate situation. Uh, Verdon Terry celebrating a birthday today. He says, today is my birthday and happy belated birthday to your daughter. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Um, Alejandro says, yes, Jamaicans are 50% of the population. So it's a fair guess, Sandra, in my opinion. Yeah. Like I said, it's it's definitely a numbers game. And work permits, they uh, make up um, more. <laughs> my apologies. They make up more work permits uh, than any other nationality. So I think they're first and then who's who's the number two now? I think it might be the Filipinos who are in the number two. And then it goes like out from there. So um, Darlene says most are lawless. Um, love them, but the truth is the truth. Ms. Morna says she was referring to the Cuban uh, situation. Yeah, listen, it doesn't make a difference where you're from. We have laws here and you have to follow the laws. Um, you know, the difference is, and somebody else was messaging me, and I think we need to clarify this from a factual perspective. The Cuban guy actually has political asylum because somebody messaged me and said that um, we should not give him like political asylum. I'm like, he already has it. It's the wife that wants it, that we're not giving it to her because she's not legally entitled to it. Hmm. Here's a message that came in yesterday. Let's talk about immigration infractions and so on for a little bit. So listening to the program set the following. Um, again, speaking of abuses um, that are happening right here in our little country, we have to be... Um, this, this other person says that restaurant food is no good. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Uh, I haven't been there, so I can't really speak to it personally. But um, like I said, I went a long time ago, and I guess it was okay. But, you know, I uh, I don't know. I'm kinda, I can be very, very particular sometimes about where I eat. <laughs> Obviously, after my tamarind experience. Whew. Um. Mm-hmm. Okay, so look look at what this person sent in. Good morning, Sandy. I just got a lady off the Jamaican flight who's from Haiti. She wanted to go to West Bay, but she only had $20 US. She has a work permit form in her hand, and I had a very hard time understanding what she was saying. 
I asked her, who will she be working for? And she said, Thomas. <laughs> okay. And then I said to her, then she said, I want money. I asked her, what is it she's going to do with money? And she said, I only have $25. Okay. Um, Sandy, the people from Haiti may be trafficked through Jamaica to Cayman. And pretty soon we'll have a big problem in our hands because of work permits being issued as a source of revenue. I'm very concerned about this action by our government. Mm. All right, so I'm a little bit confused about what you say is the action by the government because the government isn't the one who's bringing in this woman. So I don't, I'm not quite sure how you're blaming the government for this one. But um, without a doubt, human trafficking is a very live possibility. And you know what? We can let the cat out of the bag here today. Y'all want to hear about a human trafficking case? And it has nothing to do with um, Jamaicans. And it has nothing to do with um, Haitians. Hmm. Let me let me bring you up to speed on a particular human trafficking situation. There is a lady in Northside. She happens to be a Filipino lady. She is bringing in people into this country who have no gainful employment. Hmm. She knows that they have no gainful employment. In fact, she is charging them to um, come here. So there's an associated fee. And <laughs> she's married to Caymanian. I'm going to show you all her picture. She's married to um, her name, Wilford and Mae Douglas. Miss Douglas, honey chow, you are on our radar for taking advantage of your own Filipino people, charging them money to come to the Cayman Islands and not having any gainful employment for them. That is a serious immigration breach. The people come here and then they start looking for work. They don't have any work. They don't have any money. They don't have anything. And she's actually taking money from them. That's her. And she has a Caymanian husband who, from all of my research, appears to know exactly what is going on. And that Mr. Douglas ain't doing nothing about it. So let me be very clear about this. Because, you know, um, you, you marry a foreign national. You can't always swear for people. So sometimes you marry people with good intentions and, you know, um, they turn out to be less than desirous. You find out, wow, this person doesn't really like to follow the laws and whatever. Uh, I think that you have an obligation to intervene when they're married to you and to kind of either shape things up or ship them out. The choice will ultimately be yours. But I do not believe that as a Caymanian, you should sit back and allow anybody, and I don't care where they're from, Filipino, Jamaican, Cuban, um, Timbuktu, to come here and be in breach of the laws of this country. 
I don't even understand. And and I understand she's been doing this for years now and she's taken out a lot of work permits. This is this is the Caymanian husband that is apparently sitting back and allowing this to happen. Northsiders. Mm-mm. Mr. Douglas, I don't know you from the man in the moon, but I'm begging you to please get this situation under control because your wife has a reputation out in these streets for hiring people and bringing them all the way from the Philippines. Listen, it's bad enough if you bring somebody from just Jamaica, which is literally 45 minutes from here, right? Because if they're in this country and they don't have any money, they're stranded, they don't know, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to try and get money together and go back home. But when you bring someone all the way from the Philippines and you're having these people be stranded on our little rock, it's like, come on now. And there's enough of them that she is doing it too. Good morning, caller. Good morning, Sandy. Sandy, if you got this information and you know this, you just mentioned this about going on for years with this Douglas couple. Mm -hmm. Where are the powers to be? If you know this, why isn't immigration acting on this? Why isn't the, the powers to be? I mean, let's face it now. We're talking about being prejudiced against certain nationality. Is mm -hmm. that, again, was a Jamaican mm -hmm. or a Jamaican, mm -hmm. you would not be telling that same story. You <laughs> would be saying a Caymanian or, I mean, a, uh, whatever other national. So that's, that's what gets me. Why mm -hmm. is, if you know this information, I'm sure just like how you know it, mm -hmm. they know it. Mm -hmm. Nothing saying that stop. So mm -hmm. as far as you are concerned or the public is concerned, they're still doing this. Mm -hmm. That's what I say. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, somebody just messaged me to say, what's the email address to report um, immigration infractions? Hold on. I still don't get the correct um, uh, email address. But yes, honey child. Um, they live down Midland Acres. Yeah, he's from Northside. Lived down Midland Acres. Well, anyway, this woman is running a real scam. Mm -mm -mm. Listen. As the last caller said, not only do I have the information, I even have passports, names of some of the people that she is bringing here and has no gainful employment for them. I'm not going to show you the people in passports, but don't think now that I don't have the information. Melody, one of them. Javier, one of them. The list goes on and on and on. This has to stop. No, sir. Iowa. Mm -hmm. Most poor people come here stranded. All the way from the Philippines. Keep in mind now they have to pay her, you know. Yeah. They have to pay her money to be able to get here. And then she turns around, takes out a work permit for them and has no job. Now, this is where WORC, I do have to kind of question. I guess they're trying their little best over there, but I do wonder. If you see a single, quote unquote, employer constantly bringing people to this country and within a month or two, because she's only taking out temporary work permits for them, and then they switch employers, I think that should be an immediate red flag that this woman never had any gainful employment for them. 
she's just taking out a work permit. And, and the, the poor Filipinos, I feel bad for them. But guess what? You have to follow the laws of the Cayman Islands. I don't care what your financial situation is. Right? You have to remember that you come to this little island and it's like their attitude is, I'm just going to come here and get a foot in the door. You allow people to abuse you and misuse you and take money from you. And then all of a sudden, you know, well, you know, I'll find a good job after that. That's not how the system works. That's not how it's supposed to work. Let's make a phone call today. You're not supposed to be doing it like that. Let's see who can answer the phone this morning. Mm, mm, mm. What a mess. All right, let me see here now. Uh, child, I so need reading glasses at this rate. Let me make sure I got the number correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hot mess. Mm-mm. Hello. Hi, Miss May. Yes, ma'am. Who's calling? Yes, this is Sandra from Cayman Mall Road. Yes, ma'am. How can I help you? Um, we've been receiving some complaints about you taking out work permits for people when you don't actually have any work for them, just to bring them to the Cayman Islands. Is that true? That's not true, Miss Sandra. It's not? No. Are you sure about that? Yes, Miss Sandra. Oh, my goodness. Let me ask you a question. Oh, by the way, you, you are live on radio, so let me tell you that much. How many temporary work permits have you taken out in the last three years? I don't have any. I only have one for now for, uh, for my child, um, Nanny. Really? And um, is that, uh, may I ask the, the first name of that person? Oh, my goodness. Hold on, Miss Sandra. I get a call. Hold on. Uh, oh, we know what happens when they get a call. They ain't coming back. Oh, that was so loud. We're over here waiting, waiting for you. Hello? Miss Melody, come back on the phone. Chill. She might not be coming back, but I hope she know. We know what's going on. Those poor Filipinos stuck here and have no work. Mm-hmm. Strong Wilt said, but hey, Sandy, but we're the key managers doing the business licensing, so we can't blame the expats. Well, I mean, her, she's doing it. She's taking out a work permit and her husband making her do it. So, yeah, he needs to be drawn up, too. 
far as I'm concerned. Hmm. Oh, mess. You think she's going to come back? Should we take a little survey on that? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Yeah, I mean, listen, not all Caymanians bright, you know. Live says we see the purpose that she married him for. Yep, hung up the phone. What did we tell y'all? Let's call her back. I bet you she's not going to answer. She went to jail for forging passports? Really? Jesus Christ. Hot mess. Hello. Morning, Sandra. Yes, ma'am. You have me live on the radio? Yes. You did hear so me just tell you that before, right? Oh, so I have to hang up because I'm on my way to the hospital. Right? My, my son is having a fever. I'm on my way to the doctors now. Oh, okay? so he wasn't, you weren't on your way earlier when I called? I'm a little bit confused. Yes, I have, I have a call from the hospital and they said um, if I'm on my way for my appointment. I'm bringing the baby there now. He have a high fever. Sorry, I can't talk right now. Okay, you can call me separately, but not live on the radio. This is I don't I didn't know you have me on live. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I did. I did <laughs> say to you that you were live. But anyway, uh, May, uh, let me say this before you go. Right, we are aware of what you're doing. We have passports and information on these people, and I'm going to ask you on behalf of the good people of the Cayman Islands to please stop taking out work permits. If you don't have gainful employment for people, taking out these work permits just to get them here and charging them for it is a serious immigration offense. It's not, Miss Sandra, it's not true. Whoever is saying that is not true. They're making up something about me. That's not true, Miss Sandra. And people... I have to go, okay? Uh, uh, okay. I have to go, Miss Sandra. All right. Mm -hmm. People can just make up stuff on her just because? I don't think so. Mm, mm, mm. I tell you, boy, the foolishness that's going on in this country. So um, Anne says she went to jail for forging passports. I don't know who the heck she is. So, um, no, sir. What a mess. She used to work for the Portfolio of Legal Affairs. This same woman? This Filipino woman? Say what? Hot tamales. Ay, ay, ay. Miss Dorothy said, bang a ring. Yeah. She think people are going to be making this stuff up on her. Listen, I got the passports to prove it, you know. But like I said, I don't want to put those people's passports on full display. But let me assure you. Now, all of a sudden, she got a child with a fever. She just got a call from the hospital. Child, we could smell that lie coming from a mile away. Somebody was calling her on the other line saying, no, oh, you're on the radio right now. Don't talk to Sandy. Don't admit to nothing. <sighs> this person said laughing out loud. I married them. Oh my God. When I was director of Peter Castle 10 years ago, I'm surprised the marriage lasted this long on the director. Oh shit. Sorry. <laughs> Y'all have to tell me in advance to read this carefully before I read. Oh, so it lasted 10 years. Well, you know, she got her little hooks into that fool, fool man. Uh, poor him. He don't look like he got no sense. Mm -mm. Sandra, is this is is one of those people, Melody Potasio. Um, oh geez, I'm peace. Let me see here now. I have to go look at my passports. 
Let me see. Um, she quick to lie, says this person. She knew she wasn't coming back. Douglas might have worked a few years and Douglas might have worked a few years and must be the only woman he had in his life. <laughs> oh, poor thing. He never had a woman. Jeez, some um, peace. No, sir. Oh, yes. Yes, caller. Um, listen to the program. Yes, that's one of the people. Yeah, that's one of the passports. Uh-huh. Take that. Little, Y'all little detectives, man. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you know, honey child. We got a family photo here with them on Seven Mile Beach with the little children. Aw. Miss May, you mustn't take advantage of people like this. Seriously. Oh, she works. Melody works as a teacher at SciFac. Oh, but how Shakim came in then? Go and check. I bet you. Listen, immigration, WRC. I know y'all not gonna confirm, but who took out who took out uh, Melody's uh, work permit to be able to get her to Cayman? Her and the husband. Y'all better check it out. Mm-hmm. My source sending me a voice note now. We might have to take a commercial break to get that source. Wayne said that was probably WRC calling her. <laughs> Lord Jesus. Uh-uh. Should we call Mr. Douglas? Should we call the husband? Or you think he a claim he going to hospital too? Mm, yeah, that's a lie. We not believe in her. Should we should we call Douglas? What's Douglas's number? Let's give him a call too. I'm say, sir. You're the Caymanian here. Are you aware of what your wife is doing? Gabby says, and the Oscar goes to. <laughs> ah, lies, I tell you. Um, Sirvon says, why do you worry about being on live if you ain't doing nothing wrong? Oh, Melody's her sister. Oh, Okay. Leroy thinking like me now. He says, call the hubby. I think we should call him. Oh, yeah. Bringing everybody here. And got these poor people stranded. I tell you, you should be ashamed of yourself, but you're not doing that. People lying on you. What people don't want lying on you, girl? You know, most, most Filipinos are law-abiding people, I must say, but there's a couple of them now. that criminals just like everybody else. And no one has the interest in making up stories on you, Miss um, May. No one not going to do that. Why? Because of what? Somebody don't like you just because? No, 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 no. That's not how this works. <laughs> Alejandro says, love the way you're thinking today, Sandy. What a mess. Hospital could mean babies follow up. Might not have the same lie, but probably lie all the same. All right, let me take a little break because I need to listen to some voice notes that are coming in from one of my sources about this couple. So um, let me see what we can play now. A few commercials, few commercials. Are you tired of overpaying for TV services? Can't figure out VPNs? Constantly missing your favorite TV shows? And no access to the good stuff on streaming services? The frustration is real, but it doesn't have to be. Contact Roke, Cayman Streaming Pros. We'll put you back in the driver's seat in front of your TV. Call, WhatsApp, or message Roke today on 926-1213. 
Roke is not a TV service provider. Terms and conditions apply. In the mornings, no one wants to miss listening to the cold hard truth or reading CMR. Cayman's number one news platform has made your morning commute fun again. Pass this time with the cold hard truth on weekdays from 7.30 a.m. Talk radio that's engaging, entertaining, and enlightening. But be careful. Some mornings it's so hot you might run into a bit of trouble. A wonderful job at tear down with country demolition man. Sibili Bang, well done, well done, Mr. Politician man. You done such a great job selling out with country with your business plan. Well, you forget a round of applause for all the work you're doing. The seasons where you make well left the country in our ruins, yo. Strictly personal gain you're pursuing. So the tax rate higher than the planes where you're flowing. We gonna make your deal with the IMF, knowing on a box sign, on a sugar. Alright, folks, I'm back, honey child. Just had to get some additional information. So here's the sus. Even more sus. Yes. So apparently. Um, you guys are right about Melody having been arrested for passport offense. Not Melody, May. Apparently her and her sister look just alike. So May, the same one that we just called, who talked about she's so innocent. She was served a couple months in jail because she brought her mother out on the mother's sister's passport. Why would you have to do that? Yes. So they caught her for that, went in jail. Then her sister, Melody, I'm going to show y'all Melody too while we're at it. Melody now, um, she actually works for Cypher because my other source just indicated. Got government job after she was fired from the DPP's office. What the wrong? Say what? Can we find out why she was fired from the DPP's office? Let me find out, you know. Hold on. Mm-hmm. All right, let's call the husband. See if he can fess up to what's going on around. Yeah. 939. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same crooks. Apparently, they say the sisters look alike. Yeah, you fucking bitch. I hear you. Oh, my God. Hear his vulgarity. My goodness. My goodness. Had to hang up on him. Oh, he got to try and cuss people out. Poor him. Your wife doing wrong. Those are the words you need to be using to her, not to me, sir. (laughs) Lord have mercy. 
You see? He's he's complacent in this. Immigration, try and deal with him. I hung up the phone. Thank you, Gareth. Yeah, boy. That's the kind of person he is. Filthy pot of mouth and harboring criminals up in this country. Mm. You're too dirty, sir. You're dirty, you're dirty, and you're dirty bad. Ay, ay, ay. Yes, my dear. Yeah, Alejandro said he was waiting. Oh, yeah. He was waiting. All right. But, Mr. Douglas, you can't curse the truth out of the place, you know. The truth can still stand whether you cuss and carry on or not. This is the other sister. <laughs> wow. Good morning, caller. Good morning. <laughs> My dear, you hear him with his pot of mouth? Yes, your heart. Well, 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 you can look at him, see, he do look too, look at him, see, he do look too collective. So she probably put the sucker on him and got him, got him downfounded. But I tell you, remember I told you that my niece tell me that Filipinos are one of the biggest liars in the world. Well, hold, hold, hold on now. There's a lot of good Filipino here, so I don't want the good ones to suffer for these crooks. But we have some crooks here. But what I'm telling you, she said it out. That's they, they are one of the biggest that she ever find because she has everything in front of her pertaining huh? to them. And they're trying to lie and say it's not Miss, it's not me. It's my sister. It's my brother. And what she said, they would tell her the truth. Sometimes she would try to help them, but they can lie. Mm -hmm. them can lie. Because she was saying this about that another nation lie, but she find them the worst out of all that she's been dealing with since she been lawyer for United States, mm. whatever. I telling you. And mm -hmm. but, but leave that alone. I need to um give a big shout out happy birthday to Miss my good friend Darwin Scott and may God bless him to see many more. Today is his birthday. And today is also Glendon. Mm. And I didn't know shout out to Mr. Ward on Terra. I didn't know he was a day before me and he also married to my niece and she never tell me that's why me and him got so much in common. We make it good because mm -hmm. he's one day before me combines is tomorrow if I live to see it. So I I want to say happy birthday to all of them. But anyway, it's what it is. I tell you so much mm -hmm. dirt going on this island. And when you try to tell people about it, they do believe you. But plenty more than that going on, girls. I tell you, it's a lot of stuff that needs to be cleared up. But like they say, some people got all the luck and some got none. Some can get away and some can't. But like they say, some people got yes, my dear. All right. Thanks very much. Yes, ma'am. All right. So let me just confirm something now. Um... Uh, gosh, we need to get that. We need to get this story straight now. So it was May that was fired from the DPP's office. And it was Melody that was fired from Triple C that now works in our government school system. <laughs> Lord Jesus. You really, you really can't make this stuff up. You can't make it up, honey child. So Melody is a teacher, and she was fired from Triple C. Something about telling the student that she was pregnant, but then I guess she decided to abort the child. Yes, sir. this is where it's at. So she was working at, um, she was an assistant teacher at Clifton Hunter, and she left there to go to SIFEC. Our poor children. This is the riffraff we importing in and putting in government schools. Why are we taking somebody who's fired from private school and putting in government school for? Huh? 
Like y'all can't find enough Caymanians to work in teaching positions? Huh? This person says, Miss Sandra, plenty of people on is putting in permits for people and they don't have no work and they have to be looking like they're Caymanian immigration, not, looks like Caymanian immigration, not doing like, what? Not doing like years ago. Uh-huh. I told you he's a fool, a Northside fool. Yeah, my dear. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. Poor him. Poor him. I mean, if he wasn't using the profanity, I would have listened to him and see what he had to say. But he was just all out. Let, let's put that line on mute and see if I can call him again. Y'all shouldn't be able to hear it. I'm muting his, his, the call. Let's see if he got, if he got, if I can let him curse out and then he'll talk some sense to us. Let's try one more time. All right. So it should be, it's muted. So you guys are not going to hear him. Uh, oh, that means that I can't hear him either. Oh, shoot. That's not going to work. Oh. Hold on a second now. Hold on, hold on. No, that's not going to work because I just realized if I mute him on the board, then I can't hear him either. Oh, well. Yeah, we can't have the potty mouth. Mm -mm. Government got to be the poorest child. But I also understand that Melody worked also at ICCI as well. Oh, really? Oh, listen, I'm not saying that they don't have a hustle factor, child. They're going to be working all over the place and still crooked as they want to be. Somebody said immigration is like a casino. They don't care about the gambler. <laughs> Hi, Sandy. One of your biggest fans is having a birthday today. Can you please do a big shout out? Wish to Michelle Dean Bush. Oh, Miss Martinez, it's her birthday. I know she was saying her birthday in August, but today is her birthday. Oh, a big happy birthday from the Savannah Newlands Community Office. Oh, Miss Shalma, I didn't realize it was your birthday just now. She's talking about other people's birthday. She wasn't other people's birthday, but today is her birthday. Happy birthday, honey child. Uh, just some friendly advice. You may want to silence your mic. Oh, yes. Thank you. I, I did mean so. <laughs> uh, yes. Trying not to do dead mic moments. Um, good morning. So instead of being uh, a nuisance and pest, he should be supporting his family and people of the Cayman Islands, not doing it by default. Morning, caller. Oh, sorry. I still had that muted. I didn't realize today was your birthday, Michelle. Oh, but happy oh, birthday. It is tomorrow, but oh, tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, all right. I'm going to breakfast with somebody tomorrow. My birthday is tomorrow, but they know me. And they know I'm a hardcore in pants and fun, so they have to honor me and recognize me. Uh, all right, honey. Happy I birthday tell tomorrow. Yes, sir. Happy birthday when it comes tomorrow. It's tomorrow. 
All right, honey. Thanks very much. Happy birthday tomorrow. All right, everybody, same as call this crazy man back, but we can't call him back if he can be cussing like that on the radio. I mean, what we could do for online listeners is we can call him back after the on-air show when we're no longer on radio because Facebook don't care about no profanity. That's only off-reg, trying to um, be the moral police around the place. Um, so <laughs> we can call him back then. Do y'all want to do that? We'll go into a little bit over time. And then we'll call him back um afterwards and um then he can cuss all he wants and then he he can get cussed back at too because he not he's not gonna be disrespecting me with his foolishness and don't think that i couldn't pop a few georgetown words on him i'm just saying he must be don't know he think northsiders are the only ones who can act foolish oh well. so yeah that's what we'll do i think that uh yeah uh another 10 minutes or so and then um radio audience if y'all want to hear how it goes swap over to youtube or facebook and yes honey chow we gonna put him in his place you think he know curse words we know curse words too i don't make you know about it because you can curse at someone what i make you is a damn fool but we can meet you we can meet you halfway mr douglas hmm. this is a scum you're bringing came on trying to defend so may works at education department as an executive officer May working there now? Jesus. So they're both working for government. So Melody works at SciFec and ICCI. And May working as an education. Hold on, hold on. Let, let, let my brain process this for a second. Someone who actually works for the Cayman Islands government is abusing her laws and taking that work permit for people to be able to get all her family members and, and crooked friends and stuff here? Y'all got to be joking. Live said we need more Leos as leaders for Cayman. Child, I don't know if y'all can handle it. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll call him. Y'all stay. We got over 330 people on the live stream. Radio listeners, log on because we can call him. And if he curse at us again, we can tell him about his fool fool self because he look like he not got no sense. Ridiculous. All right. That's how we're going to handle it this morning. So our little friends of an offer, I don't have no reason to message me again. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Jesus, take the wheel. You better believe it. He's going to take more than a wheel. He's going to take the whole bus. Sure. I tell you what. Um, yep. Quick to lie. Ah, uh, boy. No, sir. All right, folks. So um, please, um, Andrea says, who are we calling? <laughs> We're going to call Mr. Douglas back. His wife, Ms. May, who works for government, is bringing people here on temporary work permits when she doesn't actually have any work for them, just so that they can get in their foot in the Cayman Islands. I don't even understand how government could hire her. The woman went to jail for bringing in her, her mother and her aunt's passport, which is like an immigration fraud offense. And that is who you can give a job to. Meanwhile, Caymanians who have never been to jail, never did anything wrong, applying for jobs left, right, and center, and can't get a job? Ah, this got sinking. This really got sinking. Wow. Caymanians, y'all can't be that desperate. Department of Education, you couldn't find nobody else to work for you? Wow. 
No, sir. Uh, Siobhan says, for as long as CMR has been around, don't they know by now that if you catch wind of anything dirty going on, it's going on air, why these people don't keep their noses clean could avoid all of this. That's because she's been doing it for years. Yes, live, pure slackness. She's been doing it for years with no accountability. Nobody not stopping them. So, of course, if you feel like you can keep getting away with something, you are going to keep doing it. It's only when you realize that there will actually be consequences to your action that you are going to stop. Hmm? And clearly, these people never got that memo. Wow. So he don't work a while, Douglas. Well, what, what does he do for a living? Lord Jesus. No, sir. Per your requests. What is this one now? Um, somebody sent me a video. Oh, somebody in line must have told him to send it. Um, well, if it's the same teacher at SciFec that taught my son, he told me she was very nice, but could not teach. And he could not understand anything she was saying. Basically, he never learned a thing. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, being nice might be a qualification for being a teacher. But most importantly, we pay you $5,000 a month to teach your children not to necessarily be nice. What a hot mess. No, sir. This is where it's at this morning. Talk about a bag and mix up and bang a rang. This, I tell you what, you got me wondering. Okay. Um, uh huh. Mm -mm. Um, huh? This person say no. Say what? Uh, I'm not sure what that means. You gotta, you gotta explain that one for me, because that, that, that's confusing my head right now. Okay. All right. We have others that soon be exposed. Don't worry. Um, he works for the government. Oh, and Melody used to teach Georgetown primary as well. Oh, we can move them all over the place then. Um, WORC, do me a favor. Check out the number of permits that both Melody and May have been taken out. Uh-huh. Over the last couple of years. See how many temporary work permits they have bringing people here. You need to go talk to those Filipinos and inquire about what work they suppose they had for them. Because my sources say they're not going to work from. They're just bringing him here, um, human trafficking, if you ask me, taking their money. And then when the poor people come here, it is their responsibility to find their own employment. He worked for government too. I look like government mining them all as far as I'm concerned. I'm a mess. Seem like we only get a job with government then because you can continue breaking the laws and there's no consequences. Speaking of that, oh, stick a pin. Um, Remember the guy who was found in Georgetown some months back, passed out in a car from some sort of overdose? It was him and a friend or something right on the waterfront. I remember that was... um. What her name, the Speaker of the House's brother, Kathy's brother. What his name is again? Anyway, he works for government too. <laughs> government seems to have a little problem because they got a lot of criminals working for him. So he's in court for drugs and drug court. 
Um, somebody need to remind me. Oh, somebody said, um, must check his drug use history, Douglas. Oh, Lord Jesus. What a mess. It all come out him to wash. But anyway, Kathy's brother, what his name is again? Um, Billy. Thank you. Thank you. So Billy, it seems like uh, he got a real drug problem, but he claims it's only alcohol these days. But anyhow, he going around bragging to people about how government not going to fire him and how his sister say, oh, um, that's Sandy. Yeah, she won't be a bully in the radio. But when she see you, she won't run up to it and say hi. I say, but wait, you know. Um, two possibilities here. Either Kathy's a liar or your um, drug brother is a liar. I don't know which one we're going to go with. But Kathy, you know the reason why me and you not breaking no bread. Okay? Because you have proven yourself to be a liar. That much I know. That that is not up for debate. All right. So that is a known fact politically. You 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 right behind Juliana to someone be Cayman's biggest. You know what? W H. You you put the rest of the word morning together. Now the difference is Juliana is actually qualified to do something. Juliana not a fool. She is a lawyer and she is well spoken. Well written the whole nine yards. And in all fairness to Juliana, she wasn't pushing herself into no position before she was probably prepared for the job. Now, we might disagree that she really hasn't handled education too, too hot. Okay? But nonetheless, um, this one now, she trying to bargain her first term in to get that Speaker of the House position when she didn't really earn it. She was not deserving of it. She wasn't ready for the position. Yeah. And so she got a beef to pick with me because I told the people the truth about how she was willing to sell the pot government down the proverbial river and, um, you know, the, the, the bargaining chip that she had is, oh, give me speaker of the house position. That's how she got that position. She wouldn't have had that position. Wayne was going to give that to somebody more qualified. But she was in talks at the progressives. And she was willing to um, pull pull the government apart if she didn't get the job. Okay. So now she's going around telling Billy, because since then, you know, I call her out. They don't like me when I call them out. Ask me if I business with them. So now she run and go telling Billy, apparently, this is what he go around telling people, that, oh, yeah, she says, Sandy's a bully in the radio. But when I see her in person, she be coming out to me. So I know one thing, Kathy, if, if you told your brother that, which maybe he had maybe he had one too many crack rocks in his brain. I don't know. But if you actually told him that, now you and I both did not know that that's not true. You know that that's not true. No, 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 no. I I will see you and I'm not going to be rude to you, but I'm not speaking to you. I don't have nothing to say to you. Because when election time comes, the people might have to make another decision down West Bay Central. And you and I both know. That that is God's honest truth. So I, Billy would be the only fool that would actually believe that, that I run up behind your little frock skirt. Me? No, no, TD. That not happening. Y'all must be crazy. Hey, Curtis, what's up? Okay, um, we're off the radio. Let me hit that disconnect button. Online people, we are called this fool fool. Douglas back.
Give me one second now, because we know he had cussing go on. Let me go get my tissue. And um, I'm gonna be right back. Let me let me play a little music while I'm gone. Y'all enjoy this song. Coming right back. In a your face, them a smile up. Behind your back, I'm on it, them a pile up. Try to start your business and them quick for spoil up. Hey, well done, well done, Mr. Politician Man. You done a wonderful job at your down with country demolition man. Sibili Bang, well done, well done, Mr. Politician Man. You done such a great job selling out with country with your business plan. Well, you forget a round of applause for all the work you're doing. The seasons where you make well left the country in our ruins, yo. Strictly personal gain you're pursuing, so the tax rate higher than the planes where you're flowing. We gon' make your deal with the IMF, knowing on a box sign, on a sugar cane left. The hotels and the beaches, the Spanish them go screeching in. No, no, I owe you three, but all my office say is well done. Well done, Mr. Politician Man. You done a wonderful job at tear down with country demolition man. Skibbly bang, well done, well done, Mr. Politician Man. You done such a great job selling out with country with your business plan. Which is to keep poverty and unemployment on the rise. Corruption and not to mention the lies. Election and when the tension arrives So you buy with Kentucky not to mention the fries Anything to secure your boat And then you rob the people to secure your boat We go to Goat Island where the Chinese own The whole Jamaica is a Chinese loan But tell you well done, well done Mr. Politician Man You done a wonderful job at tear down With country demolition man Sibili Bang, well done, well done Miss politician lady, you done such a great job selling out the country and you still no pay with. But still if inflation was a test, you would have get A plus. So when me met the US, the exchange rate up, got the dollar getting weaker and the solar light bill it would have cheaper. But a JPS, you prefer keep your Ebenezer. So you scooch from the ghetto people where you stop and every year you buy a better vehicle. The things you do are beat with bad, but still you manage to keep your job. So me, I tell you, well done, well done, Mr. Politician Man. You done a wonderful job at tear down with country demolition, man. Skibbly bang, well done, well done, Miss Politician Lady. You done such a great job selling out with. All right, folks, we're back, we're back, we're back. Yes, let's call Douglas again. Let's give him an opportunity to try and redeem himself with his pot of milk because I know his mama taught him better than that. I know that much. But if he won't cuss people out today, he'll get a freaking cussing. Which number is his again? Hold on here now. Uh-huh. Let's call him back. All right. Turn up the volume. Here we go. Hmm.
I'm sorry, but the person you have called is unavailable. What? Douglas get scared, huh? Oh no. Come on, Douglas. You can't be carrying on cussing like that and don't want to have a real conversation now. Call him one more time. Look like him get scared. I'm sorry, but the person All you have right. called. I think Douglas knew exactly what was coming for him. One George Chan nut was about to crack his friggin' head open. All right. What what a wife number is again? Let me see if we can call her back. See, she she made it hospital yet. Wife not answering the phone either. She did say we could call her when we wasn't on air. Morning, caller. Morning, mom. Yes. Um, we're still these Filipino people. We're still on the live. We're still on the live, by the way, but go ahead. Um morning, morning. Morning. Mom. Um, these Filipinos that come in here, they mm -hmm. are using fake paperwork. Mm -hmm. And then when they come in, they when permit when they get them permit they get that when they get the real paperwork mom so government need the immigration department need to really look into that mom oh really what yeah. kind what kind which I, what part of their paperwork like you mean passports or their credentials what part is fake well the paperwork what they get now the philippines they, they is frauding it and then when they come came on when they get permit that when mm -hmm. they get the, or, the original mm -hmm. i get that from a good source mom Mm -mm. So I think the immigration department need to look into every person that come here for permit. They need to check the background on the paperwork mm -hmm. to set it real. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. Well, thank you for that. Appreciate it. Um, yes, appreciate it. So WORC, look like you got some work to do. Verifying some paperwork. Um, thank you, Miss um, Emerzone. Says, good morning, Miss Sandy. Thank you for protecting the Filipinos because some of your call is incriminated of all Filipinos are liars. Thanks again. God bless. No, 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 no. Just like all Jamaicans are not liars and bad people, just like all Caymanians are not liars. But um, even if you have 5, 10, 15, 20% doing it, that's too many. And we need to put a stop to it. No, Miss Sandy. All them Filipinos are very big liars, mom. <laughs> no, we can't. We can't put them all in the same boat. There's a lot of good Filipinos yeah, that are here. Miss, 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 listen to me. These Filipinos that you see coming to Cayman, they're very educated, they're very smart. They are very smart, mom. They are big liars, mom. They want. They're worse than Jamaican and Spaniards, mom. They are worse uh -uh. than. Them. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna stick by. Not everybody is bad. <laughs> Miss. Okay for me, mom. They are the they the they're the best when it comes to stealing. They are the best and lying. They are the very best, mom. Oh Lord, have mercy. I've been around a few here in the Cayman Islands, and trust me, all of them are big liars. Hi, what a heat! Thank you, sir. You're all welcome, right. mom. Have a good day. You too, mom. Hmm? Okay, he's had a bad experience. He's been burnt by some people. Ay, caramba! What a heat! Um, 
Rosie says she's doing exactly what coyotes do in the uh, in the U.S. border, making pr promises to cross the border and leaving those people stranded in the desert or not crossing them. There's no difference. What she's doing is human trafficking. I agree. I completely agree. So she's not going to answer the phone anymore. You think if we called her from the other number, she might answer. Hold on. Let's call him from the other number. Let me see, you know. Um, hold on. I think I got connect to Bluetooth to be able to do that now. Hold on, y'all. We got more than one phone number. <laughs> Let's see. We have the board. Let's connect to the board. And then we can call him. Let's see if she can answer the phone. Who can call first? Him or her? Let's call her first. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Um, hold on here now. Hold on. Call using phone carrier. Yes. We got it connected. It's me. Please leave me a message after the tone. Oh, she must be listening to the live too. Let's try him one more time. They look like they're running now. Running from the truth. Morning, Marco. Now that's a new definition of radio silence. Well, folks, look like they're not going to answer the phone anymore. Um, there you go. He was cussing Karen. Now when he first answered, somebody must have tell him, don't play with Sandina because she going to cuss you right back once you're off the radio. Uh, Mr. Douglas, the only thing that we ask of you is to please stop allowing people to take advantage. Unknown caller. Oh, hold on. This is him. Oh, yeah. Hello, Mr. Douglas? Yes, sir? You, 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 you calm down now with all that profanity? I, no, I really calm down, and I start good yet. But let, let me tell you, I just want to tell you something. That's that sister, my daughter, Denise, who already said that she, you and her, is such close friends, and whatever she wants to put out there, you can put it out there for her, okay? But you have been talking about my wife as a damn lie, okay? That's a lie. All right, it was proven. All right, yes, she went, she went to jail, but it was she, she was punished because what has happened, what has transpired, she had no knowledge of because of the DPP or whatever the heck she was that didn't like me at the time. She had made sure that, that she went to jail regardless. But how would she get a 
okay, man, start if she didn't, if, if, if she had completely scrammed, it's a lie. What you got to talk about is that same sister mine, see, wait a minute, that same sister mine of uh, the village who got, claimed she have a, a, a contractor's permit. She have people here, she brought, that they have to pay their own ticket, pay everything and come down, look for their own job because they don't have, she don't have no work for them, for, for, for them to do. And whenever they work, they pay her an X amount to, um. to use her. Mr. Uh, okay, that's what she has to do. Mr. Douglas, let, let me let me say this right. I don't I don't know nothing about your family issues and who your family is and all that kind of stuff. We have had fi- no no sir. We've you had Mr. Douglas. Listen to me carefully. We've had members of the Filipino community. Okay, who are saying that your sister, your your um what. But let, let, let me set the record straight for you. Members of the Filipino community are familiar with your wife and her sister. And they're saying that they're the ones who are bringing people here, knowing that they don't have any work for them, taking out work permits and leaving these people well, stranded. It, it, that's a lie. My wife don't have no, no permit for nobody. But one person that she had, and that person just came a few days ago. And she's working for us. So you're saying the last two or three years, your wife hasn't taken out any work permits at all. So if I if I do an FOI to immigration, I won't see any work permits under her name or under the sister name. You do what you got to do, whatever well, you want to do. Okay. I mean, I'm just saying that that's these are facts, now, you know. This this not no no here. Say come, say whatever. And and I'm wondering that you as the Caymanian spouse in this situation, if you're aware of what it is that your wife is up to. And by the way, yes, let, let me... up to nothing. My wife ain't up to nothing, right? Whatever she should do, she, 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 yeah, it's, it's done legally, okay? Let me let me say this, sir, sure. right? Your, your wife, I don't know how she confused you about this whole thing with the DPP's office. If she has a conviction and she was sent to jail, right? It can be that the, that the DPP's office had it out for her and got it wrong, and 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 then you yes, say, "Well, I, I, look, I, 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 I can't, I, I look at it, this whatever went down years back, it went down, okay. and it's all clear." Okay. The thing is, is that sister of mine is not no, not no Filipino community. Talk, talk, and foolishness, but you tell lie. You lie, you know. Really? You lie, you know. You 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 know your wife. You do know your wife's name has come up before. It is that sister. Uh, sir, that sister. you know your wife's name uh, has come. Let me tell you another thing. My sister, you know, Melody, was not fired from, from, from no um, thing there. She, she had her own situation, okay? She was pregnant for somebody else, for somebody before she was married. Things had to happen, and I'm sure, I'm sure you were pregnant too, and other people, okay? The, the school, <laughs> um, sir, sir. Mr. Douglas, Mr. Douglas, no, don't, don't be sure. Excuse me, sir. Don't be sure about nothing. I've only been pregnant once. I've had that child. It doesn't matter. No, it does matter. It does matter. I wasn't pregnant for nobody. That wasn't my husband. She didn't have no abortion. Okay. So stop talking that shit. Right. She had a miscarriage. Right. I mean, may the physician rest in peace who actually cared at the abortion, but. You should know that I know exactly who it is. I don't care if you know who it is or not. Well, I'm telling you, it was, it was an abortion. It's called a DNC. On this radio is lies. I'm not going to make it. 
Uh, well, you might want to be careful. You might want to be careful asking people to I prove it. Be I know, I, I, I know exactly what I'm saying. Well, I, 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 I got one there. You know how to come up with your Filipino community and and, and find out where they're going, and, and because they will be, they'll be questioned too. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm hmm. And if I hear my name or my wife's name, come on, one more time. Okay. I'm warning you. I'm going to pitch her down. All right? <laughs> I know exactly because her because Dorothy said she was going to do it. Well, I I don't know nothing okay. about I don't know nothing about that. But well, what I do you know, know is you just want to you just wanted to, to protect her as your friend, but that don't work with me. No, no, sir, no, sir. What what I'm looking what I'm looking to protect is the the people of the Cayman Islands from immigration fraudsters and people who are involved in human trafficking. So the same. Hold on. The same, the same way your wife he hung up the phone. <laughs> wow. You couldn't even ask him no question, but here's the bottom line. Your wife is a crook. And the same way she could, he finally kind of, you see how he backed out about, oh, oh yeah, but that was a long time ago. First he cleaned the DPP's office, had it out for her and they didn't like her. Really? Your wife was convicted and went to jail. How she get status? Well, that's a good question for WORC, not for me. How are you giving people status in this country that have a criminal record for forgery and for immigration fraud and for work permit fraud and passport fraud? That is a really fucking good question. He asking the right question. He just asking it out of the wrong person. He not run out of no credit. I call him. He can't take the heat and he hanging up the phone. So yeah, I want to know how she got how she got status too. What kind of laws we got around? Yeah. You know how she got status? Because you, as the husband, still putting in her application and still vouching for her. That's how she got status. I'm not into your family mix-up and your family issues. The only thing I care about is don't have your woman coming here taking out all these fake work permits and having people stranded in this country. It's a form of human trafficking. And you must stop it. Yes, you're going to be exposed. Yes, your name is all over Cayman now. Somebody say call him back. He, he don't run out no credit. I was calling him. He wasn't calling me. He can't take the heat, so he hanging up the phone. Poor him. Donkey. He can't answer to nothing. Let's call her and see if she's going to be a little bit more honest. Oh, he cussed out his family going on. Sir, I mean, I'm into your family business, you know. That's not the topic of today's show. No, no, I called him. Hmm? Mm. The wife and I answered the phone. Let's call him back one more time and ask him if he can be sensible this time. No, sir, you know he's there. No, no, I called him on my phone. Oh, was it he that called me back? Yes, he called me back. 
know. Mr. Douglas, did you run out of credit? I thought I had called you. Sandra. Yes, sir. I have nothing more to say to you, okay? I can deal with this a different way, all right? I have nothing more to say to you, the father, the Nuna Anna, all right? Just, just don't let me hear my name or my wife's name called on the radio again, okay? Mr. Douglas. I need you. To, I need you. I need you to calm down now and listen to me carefully. You don't need me to do nothing, but just leave me alone and stop calling my wife's name and disgracing me and my family. You you don't think the real disgrace is actually breaching the law? The the the, 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 the disgrace the disgrace isn't in exposing. So you, I tell you again, stay the fuck don't call my phone back. And you don't let me hear my wife's name or my name or anything. Turn on our bring radio again, okay? Mm -hmm. Not never. And you threatening, you threatening, like you threatening to have my wife fired and just threatening to have. I'm threatening to have. I'm threatening to have your wife fired. Where, sir? So don't ever call back my phone. Where? I threatened to have his wife fired? When did I say that? What? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, God. I thought I had called him. Oh, I called him. Then then he called back. Oh, gosh. Poor me. I thought it was still a mic. But obviously, he he didn't want to talk. Um, Cameron wants to know, where is Johan? He said this is his kind of stuff. Plus one, three, four, five, nine. Hello, caller. Hello. Yes. Morning again. Um, Miss Sandra, ma'am. Yes. It's the immigration department that you need to deal with, ma'am. I think you better if you call them and speak to them, ma'am, because you see, immigration is a waste of time. They mm -hmm. like own the place, ma'am. Mm -hmm. I think you better if you deal with them, ma'am. Mm -hmm. Check all the permit that they've been taking out to see who we're lying from, who not lying. Yeah, yeah. Yep, I appreciate it, caller. Thank you. Because you see, these people are working in the government department, ma'am. They swear that they own it. They're doing what they feel like doing, ma'am. Mm -hmm. Even with the police department, it's like they own the police department, but they got realized that they're working for government, not for them. They don't own it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I appreciate the recommendation. Thank you, sir. You're welcome, ma'am. All right, dear. What a hot mess. Have a good day. You too. All right. Uh, caller on the next line. Good morning. Andrew, good morning. What a hot mess, sir. Curtis, yeah, are you? Um, <laughs> yeah, but I, I think you need to leave the man alone. Now. Well, I mean... I mean, no, I'm gonna say, yeah, if you I keep mean, calling some other phone like that, you can probably get charged. With no, I mean, like, look, look how he ran out of credit, so we just call him back the one time. Now that he said, don't call him back, we won't call him back. That's fine, yeah, because the way I see it, no, I don't say no more. Than that I think we should leave the guy alone now, though. <laughs> All right, <laughs> All right, love. All right, cool. What a mess. Um, hot mess. Ay, ay, ay. No, sir. What a hot mess is right. Where's my hot tamales um, thing here? It's Friday. Hot tamales Friday. Chill. Um, no, sir. Ay, ay, ay. Well, folks. Um, oh, yeah. It rang out and then he called back. Thank you, callers. Yes. Anywho. Um, I really hope that WRC will get to the bottom of this. It actually is their job. 
Um, they have the information now. I can send them passports of some of the people that they've taken out work permits for. And um, that's, that's who they should be dealing with. Um, morning, caller. Yeah, morning. I just want to say what a, what a caller before last said to our call and um, before him actually said the same thing. It's our slap government. Yeah. That's what it is. The slap government. Oh, we go. Yeah, that's the, it, it, remember, you can't blame the people. The people that do anything. Yeah. That's the same thing. With, oh. with, with yeah. See, you see all these companies doing the same thing, you know, well, and I, the government just leaving them alone to yeah. do whatever they want to do. Oh, I completely now agree. individuals doing that. <laughs> Not only individuals doing that. So it's, it's, yeah. it's our slack government that they want to put the foot. No, that's uh, all of it. Simple, simple as that. So mm -hmm. I blame, I blame them everything that happened. Mm -hmm. They could, they could take the whole island away, and if they want to carry it to Timbuktu, they could go with it. Because I, I finished, I stuck the talking. Mm -hmm. It come in like we came on people, like, 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 like we're not gonna sense, you know? Mm -hmm. You beat, you beat us, you beat us. But what you say like how a conk, you beat a conk after after you buy them mm -hmm. and, and and they're still not gonna send that's how that's how come some of us came on is we will in the same people that oppressing us and mm -hmm. and and continue to do it all year after year oh i can buy you one fridge i can buy you some 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 aggregate to put the throne your yard there vote for me we are a bunch of idiots mm -hmm. and i put mm -hmm. me inside of it too. Mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. i know but i know it. i mean if, 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 if several more one more like me just, just, just have more, just have more good men. Mm -hmm. You included, Sandra, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and 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 woman. We would just decide to make a big difference, but it's it's us. So I don't blame, I don't blame. Yeah, but they're not gonna walk on work permits. This mm has -hmm. been going on for years. I call when I call on the radio, but they call me. Oh, here that black fool talking on the radio. That's what they call me. So leave them and let them talk now. This is going away in a, in a hell in a handbasket, like what it says. So mm. this is good. This is good for Cayman. Wow. So if they want to bring in more and and take the whole island over, they could do do, do that as as, as they want. But this is what we become. Mm -hmm. Thank you mm -hmm. very much. Um uh oh, sorry. I wasn't sure. Thank you, sir. Um, we're still, we're still live. Hold on. I wasn't sure if that caller was trying to, um, uh, okay. What a hot mess. Lord Jesus. Uh, uh, WRC y'all need some help. That's all I can tell you. Miss Faye says, Sandy, you owe me a teacup. You smashed up your teacup, Ay. Aye. Mm -mm. We getting pounded like conks, says Cameron. That's what I came to hear. Oh, you're calling the show? Oh. Okay. All right. Hold on. More people want to call in yet today. Um, caller, you're live on air. Thank God I can be live. Yes. Uh, my brother... <laughs> Yes, honey child. He's a joker. It's only because today is Friday that he is sober. He's always drunk. So I hope that he's sober up. Mm? Yes, I, I don't, you know, I know that he don't do drugs, though. He, no, I, somebody said, must check him for drugs. Uh-uh, uh-uh. You don't need to go that far because he don't do drugs. But um, he's saying uh, about legal people working and like, they got to pay their own this and their own. 
tell him, well, I'm, I'm sure he's listening. Mm-hmm. Really? You're my brother and I love you to death, but stop lying. Mm-hmm. Stop lying. Stop lying and please keep sober. I have people working for me. I have subcontracts and they're, I am, um, they're working and but him, them bringing money for me, mm-hmm. they paid me my, my supposed to get as, a, you know, I supposed to get like mm-hmm. something off of the work. That is what I'm getting Friday. Don't tell no lies on me this morning. Mm-hmm. I'm your sister and I love you to death. But what you have to do is stop drinking and listen to your family because them Filipinos, uh, Melody in May is going to put you in serious, serious trouble, Friday. I'm, 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 I'm your sister mm. and I'm pleading and I'm begging you to stay sober and get me the program because right mm. now you're far, far, far away from the program. Friday, come home. Come home here. Come, mm-hmm. I don't mean, I mean, if, no, and you're welcome to my house anytime. Although I know me, Floss, Wendelie, and your br- brother, Allen, is not welcome to your house. You're welcome to mine. I don't know what they can say about you about being welcome to theirs, but try hard, Freda, and come back to your family and put the situation to rest. You're in serious trouble, brother. You're mm-hmm. in serious trouble. But Freda, you cut me off from the, uh, you cut us off, you cut your family Surely off. thanks. From your invitation, from your, uh, we love you to death. Mm-hmm. We love you that's all I got to say, Sandra. And this is the first time, but God knows I had to come on. Thank My you. My God, so sad. Thank you so much. Um, okay, bye. Okay, so um, Mr. Douglas, I guess your first name, Freddie. Um, your your family is 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 begging you to to realize that you might be in a situation that you you're not really fully appreciating. You know, listen, sir. We, we're not really here to judge you on that part of things. All of us on occasion get mixed up into things, I suppose, with men and women and they fool us. And some of these women know something about some rice or something, rice pudding or some foolishness they call it. I don't even know. Um, what I would say, sir, is that, um, you know, just, oh, Lord Jesus, your, your family has no reason to um, see your demise. I'm sure they've grown up with you. Like your sister said, you might have a little issue with alcohol, um, you know, come off of that and and realize that maybe you're just being um, taken advantage of, right? So, um, Lord Jesus, I don't know. Not not everybody that you get with and that get married to a meanie and a good, you know. Morning caller. I hear I'm calling. Not everybody that you get. Uh, turn turn down your you got a radio or something playing in the background. Turn that down for me, please. Sandra, they call they call it threat, right? Uh, turn down your you got a radio. Yeah, Michelle, turn turn that down for me so I can hear you properly. And I'm a radio, I'm an iPod. Okay. I hear I'm threat, turn, right? tw- turn it down though, because it's it's echoing. I hear I'm talking about the sweat race and the sock fish. So that might be right. <laughs> oh, a big, a huge, where does Hans Nest come from? Where does Sardis up from? This is the biggest one I've heard in my life. Oh, God. He yeah. said, Jesus, take the wheel. He got to take the wheel and the anchor and the everything. Because, boy, mm-hmm. I tell you, this is where it is. Mm-hmm. You know what are you hear what I guy say about the liars? I tell you that they say they're the biggest liars in the world. But not only me, you hear he say it and he get it from good source. I'm telling you, 
I need Sally to me that her, what she had to introduce with thousands of people, hundreds for the day. And she said, them, them, that one, that nationality is the worst. Mm-hmm. Is the worst. And she's been working back for the years with immigration in the U.S. She works in Manhattan. She's a lawyer to ship them out when they overstay. I tell you, she tell me of all the nations, that's the worst she ever come across. Mm-hmm. Why? Like, I don't know what. This number one now, it's not good enough to call them. She didn't know what to call them because she said they used to be bashing the poor Jamaican saying they're liars, but they can't beat that nation. She said she, she got to agree with that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying all, but the ones that can do it, I guess, is good at it. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I don't want to. Yeah, because, because I, I mean, most of them are not fools, Naina. So, well, this is it. you take somebody it's, who's it's half intelligent. And they use their educated, but they're at their education, what they're learning, they think they can fool people. Can't yeah. Take. Just let me tell you one little incident. One time I went to Jamaica, to the embassy, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To get visas. And that's mm-hmm. when it went to the location. And a bunch of them were there. And they had upstairs and downstairs. I don't know who remember it. And they put them on the intercom, because a bunch of them had went to California and they had overstayed. Mm-hmm. And the people, because that they were saying that it was so embarrassing, they shouldn't have put it, that you could hear it throughout the whole building. And it was our nation, and they turned them down, and they come down crying, because some of them had overstayed. And they swear into the people that it was in them, and they had everything there. And I heard the other day that my friend daughter went, when you were Jamaica the other day, and she was saying, she said that they, a bunch of them were there. And they were turning them down left, right, and center. Everybody just got we saw beside about five or six of them that were there. And they were our nation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're good. What a mess. All yeah, right, my darling. Good. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. And the truth is the truth. I don't give a damn yeah. who it is. Yeah, that's you got true. Liars, you got Honduran liars. You got American liars. Mm-hmm. It's good and bad in every nation. Mm-hmm. But if you're bad, you bad, why you say good? Mm-hmm. If you're a spade, why call you a, a diamond? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's how people go. They don't like to hear the truth. That's for sure. All right, honey child. Um, all right, folks. What a heat. Anyway, we went into overtime a little bit. We got to do start doing this more often. Fucking after show. <laughs> the call hard truth, the after show. We let the radio end and we continue going because then we can get some, we can get colder and harder. My Lord, what a hot mess. Anyway, folks, uh, I hope that y'all have a fantastic and um, safe weekend. Please no drinking and driving. Y'all know the score already. No drinking and driving. Take your time out there in these streets. And uh, we're working on a couple stories for you. Don't forget, tune in on Monday. We'll have um, the lady who's going to be talking about her husband. By the way, he's an expat national here in a work permit, working and living in the Cayman Islands. And she said that he is a wife beater. And she's got the pictures, the police reports, the arrest reports, everything to prove it, but yet he is here in this country on a work permit. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Now, you know, I can't sing, but can we get a hallelujah up in here? Please take the wheel. No, sir.
It's a hot mess. We can expose him come Monday. Not going to be cold and hard. She's going to come in her own words and say exactly what he did to her. You're going to see the bruises, honey child. But yeah, he got a big time job up in the Cayman Islands, making a big time salary. And people are talking about he's supposed to be well respected. Time for us to get rid of some of them. Monday morning, God's willing, 7.30 a.m. She's going to come on around 7.45. I want to give you all the cold hard truth on that one. Until then, my beautiful people, love one another. That's the message I can send out. Love one another. There's good and bad in every nation. There's good and bad, you know, all over the place. We're here to expose the bad. And, you know, we're going to praise the good. If you're doing the right thing, we're going to praise you. But if you're not doing the right thing, we're not going to sit back. And I don't care who you is. I don't care who you're married to. I don't care who your uncle is, your aunt is. I don't care who your favorite MP is. I don't care who bonka you're kissing. We don't care. We're trying to hold everybody accountable to the same standard. Right? Just do the right thing. Don't take advantage of people. Poor people are sick and tired and, and tired and sick and fed up. All right. Thank you, Miss Ruby. Same question we be wondering half the time about these police clearance certificates and stuff. But anywho, y'all have a fabulous day. Be safe, folks. See you Monday morning. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Cold Hard Truth on Bobo 89.1 FM. Cayman's number one talk show is live weekdays from 7.30 a.m. Never miss an episode again. Watch anytime on CMR's Facebook and YouTube channels for the latest show episodes. Don't forget to follow us online on our social media channels. And visit CaymanMarlRoad.com for all the latest news and community happenings. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Bodentown Police Station. Hold on. Yes. Hello. Good morning. Oh, hold, hold, hold on one second for me, honey chill. Yes. Hello. Yes. Hello. Am I speaking to Miss Katron? Hello. Good afternoon. Good morning. I'm morning. Miss Katron. No, it's not Katron. It's Sandra Hill. Oh. Mm-hmm. Good morning, Miss Hill. Morning. So, um, mm-hmm. Officer Buchanan from the Bodentown Police Station. What was the name, Officer? Buchanan. McKinnon. Buchanan. Oh, Buchanan. Sorry. Uh huh. Hi. Morning. Yes. How can I help? I am just going to inform you that um, we received a report from a one Wilfred Douglas. Oh, okay. And? and he is asking that we speak to you on his behalf. Okay. Because um, there is information being placed on the air about himself and his wife, Miss Meg Douglas. Yes. And he's saying that information is true. Okay. Have you and verified if it's that, true? No, ma'am. I'm oh. just telling you what, the, what he called me in the police station and reported. Yeah. Okay. We have to notify you of the report. Yeah. Cause you know, oh, oh, by the way, let me let me let you know we're, we're still we're still live because you called me during my after show, so we're still live, so everybody can hear you. But go on, that's fine. I'm sure this is standard operating procedure, so carry on. So I'm, I wasn't expecting that I would be live. Why? Oh, why not? Goodness. You're calling me during my, my, my after show. This is a pers- I thought I got a personal cell phone number. Uh, all my numbers are on the live, my dear child. But go on. 
How can I help? However, he's just asking to cease and desist from um, giving this information out to the public as it is not true according to him. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. have a responsibility to carry out whatever he asks us to do on okay. his behalf. All right. So um, yes. I'm letting you know. Yeah, that, that's fine. Because I mean, I know you guys don't actually verify anything before you make these calls. I mean, I could literally, with all due respect, um, Mrs. Buchanan, I can call you right now and say, I need you to put a call through to Jesus because he just insulted me with a lie. And you want to try and call, call Jesus and don't verify what he said. Maybe what y'all should do. But before, I'm only acting on instructions Hill, Hill, Hill. given to me, Miss Hill. Yes, thank you. Right. I was instructed to give you to call and inform you of the report, mm-hmm. and I was instructed to let you know that he's asking that you stop. Um, All right. Well, what? Why would? Can I make a report about? Um, can I make a report about try, people abusing you can call our? Call the police station and make the report about people abusing our immigration laws, and y'all gonna call somebody? Yes, ma'am. You can call the police oh, station and make. The report. That's beautiful. Thank you so much, my dear. Have You're a welcome. good day. To you. All right, my love. Mm-hmm. When you call my phone, don't expect no privacy when I don't know you like that. We still on the live, sir. You had a contribution to make this morning? No, I just a personal thing. Um, oh, I'll you off. yeah, I'll call you in a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's yeah, man, they love my phone. Call my phone. That no problem. What you need to do now is investigate the allegations against him and his wife and the and the sister. That way y'all need to try and waste some time on fucking foolishness. Hmm. My phone, listen, everybody got my phone number. I don't know private number. So when you call that, expect that you might be on the live. All right, Miss Vicky, Miss Darlene. Vicky say please I'll call you. Send now they got time for a child. Wasting people time. They better be glad it's not my birthday today because I might have given her a few little words to come off my phone on my birthday. Cha. Anyway, somebody say show hot today, son. What did I say? Co- Coca fat? That, that, um, you know who always be saying that? <laughs> I got to send that to somebody. She always be saying that. Good, good Lord, have mercy. Yes, sir. All right. I think we can hang out now. Anybody else want to call me, please? Commissioner, um, Premier, Deputy Premier, anybody else want to call me before we end the live stream so everybody can hear you and your foolishness? Hello, Jaren, honey child. How you doing? Be a good boy in school now. Ay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Miss Darlene, say, Sandy's helpline. Yeah, tell them to call me. Sure. Uh, yeah, I think I better behave, my goodness. Um, this person says, um, hold on, let me read this last comment. Honestly, I'm a bit upset that we're getting frauds in the Philippines, but my boyfriend who I got through an honest passport and visitor visa to visit the Cayman Islands for a short time was refused by immigration officers to, um, in Manila to fly here. I had everything ready and all of his documents and passports ready. The British embassy approved it. Who handles these visitors visas from overseas territories in the Philippines CBC here in Cayman even had it in their system to be approved. However, I still visit him, but still upset that frauds are passing through the system. But someone honest like my boyfriend does not. I think there's a scam going on over there. 
And it is like, as long as they have money, they can pass through. Oh, you mean their government over there doing some foolishness too? I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it one bit, honey chill. Um, all right, Mr. Dean, have a beautiful weekend. Love you too, Yasmin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yasmin say, um, love you, girl. Took a, take a good sleep today. I slept good last night. I gotta tell you the truth, getting ready for a little birthday cake next week. Uh, Vicky says you don't want an orange suit before your birthday. <laughs> Police officers warning about some information without investigation. This is a beautiful child. Uh, Jean, they does that all the time. Hush about warning. They take you to court, not even got no freaking evidence, much less. Anyway, leave them poor, poor people alone. They don't got no sense. Poor them. Shall we shall we end with the with the well done song? This is a good little song to just rock out to. Y'all have a good weekend. In your face, them a smile up. Behind your back, I'm on them a pile up. Try for start your business and them quick for spoil up. Hey, well done, well done, Mr. Politician Man. You done a wonderful job at tear down with country demolition man. Sibili Bang, well done. Well done, Mr. Politician Man. You've done such a great job selling out with country with your business plan. Well, you forget a round of applause for all the work you're doing. The seasons where you make, we left the country in our ruins, yo. Strictly personal gain you're pursuing. So the tax rate higher than the planes where you're flowing. We gonna make your deal with the IMF, knowing on a box sign, on a sugar cane left. The hotels and the beaches, the Spanish them go screeching. Me no know how you do it, but all my office say is well done. Well done, Mr. Politician Man. You done a wonderful job at tear down with country demolition man. Skibbly bang, well done, well done, Mr. Politician Man. You done such a great job selling out with country with your business plan. Which is to keep poverty and unemployment on the rise. Corruption and not to mention the lies. Election and when the tension arrives So you buy with Kentucky not to mention the fries Anything to secure your vote And then you rob the people to secure your vote We go to uh, Thailand where the Chinese own Though Jamaica is a Chinese loan I tell you well done, well done Mr. Politician Man You've done a wonderful job at tear down With country demolition man Sibili Bang, well done well done, Miss Politician Lady You've done such a great job selling out with country and you still not pay with But still if in place and was a test you would not get A plus So when me met the US the exchange rate buck Cause the dollar getting weaker and the solar life bill it would a cheaper But a JPS you prefer keep your Ebenezer So you scrooge when you get a people Where you stop and every year you buy a better vehicle the things you do are beat with bad, but still you manage to keep your job. So me, I tell you, well done, well done, Mr. Politician Man. You done a wonderful job at tear down with country demolition, man. Skibbly bang, well done, well done, 
Miss politician lady Why you, you done such a great job selling out the country Call me like Humpty Dumpty now Congratulate them, you know Yeah man, give thanks for the effort, you know Yeah man, enough things don't go on it, you know But you them see still, so we give thanks Yeah man, gangster, Kabaka people